Is it some devil that crawls inside of you? Welcome back to the Bad Etiquette Podcast, ladies and gentlemen and confused people. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. I'm not trying to be that asshole. Look, already knocking shit over. I'm here with a very, very special guest, Clara Cobb. Hi, Clara. Hi, Dallas. How you doing? Good. Good. Here, go ahead and move that microphone like a little closer to your mouth there. You can like move the arm. There you go. All right, Perfect. Yeah. Not so bad, is it? No, not no? so bad. Not so bad yet. Um, welcome. You're like one of my most avid listeners, and it's really exciting to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. No, it's funny. On my way here, I was like, long time listener, first time caller. First time <laughs> caller. I love that. That's funny. Yeah. Um, no, seriously, like you, uh, thank you for being such a supportive person as a like friend and listener, because... If my friends put out this many things, I wouldn't listen to this many. <laughs> I'd be oh. so annoyed. Like my friends are in bands and stuff. And I'm like, oh, cool. Music. Nice. And eh, nope, I don't listen, listen to all of it. Listen to much of it. Well, I mean, it's a podcast and that's pretty much what I listen to anymore. If it was your music you were asking me to listen to, it might. Yeah. You'd be like, eh, I don't know. Show me the, the hits. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well. Um, do you not listen to music much anymore now? I do. It depends on my mood. Yeah. But for the most part, I just listen to podcasts. I just kind of... What are some of the podcasts you listen to? Oh, goodness. Uh, The Moth. The Moth? Oh, is that about the Moth Man in fucking Baltimore or whatever? No. Damn it. (laughs) No, The Moth is... It's like a story slam series. What's a story slam series? instead of poetry, Mm -hmm. people tell stories and... What they do is there's different ones. So there's like main events that are like kind of bigger, but the smaller like story slams, it's basically almost like improv. You go, you put your name in a hat Mm -hmm. and if your name gets called, you come up, you have a certain amount of time to tell a story. And I've, and they, um, sounds like it might be disastrous sometimes. Yeah, well, so for the podcast, they only put in, like, the good stories. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But I found that one a while back, and it's, I cry, like, almost every episode. Really? I'm like, oh, so, so good. That's beautiful. I don't think I've ever cried from a, you know what, that's not true. Um, I, I did cry a, a couple podcasts, like, yeah. the one we were talking about before we started. Yeah, I might cry. Yeah, you're I definitely going to cry. We're talking about... Um, Chris Lambert's final episode of the Are We Okay podcast, which is essentially the seed that planted this podcast in a huge way. And me and Claire were both guests on that podcast. And fuck, it's a real like, I don't even know what to call it. Um, Can't think of the word. Bummer. A fucking bummer for sure, but it's like a real individual like styled podcast and it's a really fantastic um format and I love him. Yeah. And dude, it sucks. Yeah, oh my I'm gonna be so sad. But I mean, I think 
He does other podcasts though too. Like I've been plugging the shit Dude, out of the, I know. your own backyard podcast. Yeah, you guys have to pay attention to Chris Lambert's uh your own backyard podcast. I think that's the yeah. right name of it. Um it's about the him investigating the disappearance of Kristen Smart mm-hmm. who that it was like a local like I think she was disappeared uh, the year before I was born. So I grew up my entire childhood in on the Central Coast like with that banner in front of the oh, house yeah. right there in old AG. It's the lawyer's office. Lawyer's office, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like my whole life. And I was like, what's that? And that was, a, I was really young. I was like not even five. And I'm, my parents are telling me about someone who was gone and like dead probably. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, so. I remember because I went to Paulding. So anytime I'd go down to the village, mm-hmm. I'd like see it. And for the longest time, it didn't even register like, oh, what is this? Yeah. But I don't think it was until I was an adult, not an adult, but maybe high school. Mm-hmm. I was Young like, adult. Oh, shit. Like, that's a missing person that's been gone for a really long My time. My entire life. And that's yeah. like something that's kind of haunted the Central Coast in a weird way because it was a pretty white girl. So everyone cares about it. It's like, it's like, yeah, the fucking old adage stereotype like oh no let's care about the pretty white girl no not to disrespect her in any way or anything <laughs> about that fucking white girls fucking white girls yeah no i was actually just talking to a friend of mine that um yesterday she was about the same age as Kristen, maybe mm-hmm. a little older but we were talking about how like that i was first i was telling her about the podcast mm-hmm. and i was like you should check it out when it comes out yeah i know i'm so excited I know. I thought it was going to come out like this month, but anyways. So I was talking to her about how like that's a big case that this area is known for, but mm-hmm. there's so many others, like other crime and murders mm-hmm. and stuff that's happened around here that well, people... And I know which one you might be thinking of when you say that is the that girl in the forest with the Slayer. Yes. Band. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was the that and the Kristen Smart... I all I think I almost say Kristen Stewart every time. I'm such an asshole. But um that and the Kristen Smart thing were like like haunting things about my childhood where I was like in the woods one time and my like brother told me about it and I was like, Yeah, right. My dad's like, Oh no, that happened. I was like, oh, yeah. fuck. Dad doesn't lie that I know of yet. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Um her name is Elise Paler. Elise Paler. Yeah. And that's a goth name if I've ever heard one. Last name's Paler too. Paler, Damn. yeah. But she was like pretty white girl. I think mm-hmm. she was like one of like I don't know. I haven't read the case in a while, but pretty much I used to have this like sweet pentagram necklace mm-hmm. that I wore to school and one day my counselor saw it and he was like, You can't be wearing that. And of course, like 15 year old me is like why the fuck not yeah like it's a religious symbol you can't tell me and he's like well you know these kids murdered this girl a couple years ago around here and it's just been this thing Mm -hmm. and i was like christians murder people all the time (laughs) yeah you ever heard of the crusades bitch (laughs) yeah so i i was a little irritated but then i was like i want to look this up yeah and then because I've heard the whole, like, oh, Slayer made me do it before, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't know well, what I think that was connected once to. I read that Slayer thing, it, it kind of cheapened the, the case for me. I was just like, oh, fucking dorks. Yeah. 
I'm not a huge Slayer fan. I love Slayer. Like I, I do enjoy Slayer. Seasons in the Abyss is a great album. Um, Skeletons of Society is my favorite song, but I'm not a, I'm not well versed in the Slayer. All right. I mean, okay, I'll rewind a little okay. bit. I mean, I really like Slayer. Yeah. I couldn't. I mean, I could tell you my favorite songs. I love Payback. Uh, what album's that off of? Oh fuck! I mean, I'm not trying to quiz you. I just like I just don't even. I don't know. do album names. I do. That's songs. fair. Yeah, no, that's totally okay. I have like one Slayer CD up there. It's God hates us all, and I know Carrie King has that shit like blasted on his arm in big bold letters. Yeah, he's the bassist or the guitarist. See, I don't really know shit about Slayer. It's embarrassing. They're doing the final leg of their farewell. Tour. I just saw that yes. today. I was like, wow! Didn't they already do that? Yeah, that, that was the thing. <laughs> it was the first comment was like, wasn't that three years ago? And they were like, no, <laughs> shut up. Well, the comments I read were like, oh, like, what's this new Slayer and their farewell tour? <laughs> <laughs> Just roasting. I know there's so many fucking farewell tours. I don't think I've ever been worried about missing one. Um, Except Judas Priest. And that didn't last very long. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well. I'm going to try to go see their last show. It's going to be in L.A. Oh, that'd be really cool, actually. Yeah. We'll see, though, because, I don't know, I've seen a lot of bands at, like, the very end of their tour, mm-hmm. and they fucking suck. Oh, at the end of their tour, probably horrible. Everyone, they're all exhausted, like... Like, fuck, I don't want to be here anymore. Last one, they kind of might phone it in. Who knows? Yeah, so... That could be kind of lame. So, we'll see. I mean, if the price is right. You know what? It would be... You know... Because we listen to like primarily podcasts now, you and me, buddies. Um, I wonder, is there any live podcast recordings that like happen that you have listened to? Like, because some of the comedians that I like, they have live recordings. They'll do live podcasts, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty exciting. But it's like, what would that be like being in the fucking crowd? You don't know. Are you? Is that something you'd be interested in? Like a live podcast? Yeah. Like you, like in front of like an audience. Oh, fuck no. No? No. You think that'd suck? Yeah. I don't... Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Might suck. Maybe if it was like having a guest on, it might be a little weird because it's like now the guest has precedence with the audience and you and... But like people who just host ones, like solo ones or just have like a co-host, mm-hmm. they might kind of... They do it. And I think it's kind of... It's all right. I'm going to cut you off right there. You yeah. burped to the side a second ago. Oh, I did? You d- I caught you. Oh, my God. I, I think I was because I was talking. I wasn't trying. Mm, damn. Fucking embarrassing. That is a that is a jab for Hannah there. I had to call you out on Thank that. you. What You're a fucking welcome. astute guest. I love it already. Yeah. So much. I appreciate you a lot. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Continue. Yeah, I think it. Um, I don't really. I don't, I'm pretty much finished. I just was oh. wondering if like. I mean, I've listened to live podcast episodes before. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, um, Potterless is another podcast I you listen d- I, to. I remember you talking about that, I think, oh on my God. Uh, Chris's. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, I really like it. And every once in a while, they'll do live, like, live episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's not my favorite, but it's, I don't know. Sometimes it is kind of nice to, like, yeah. switch it up a little bit. But. Guys, we fucked is hilarious is when they do their live, live episodes. Oh, I have to listen to a live one because I don't listen to too many of theirs because I'm a chauvinistic male and I'm like, these girls talk too much. 
and I get like annoyed with their voices. And, I can see that. Yeah, but, but I like both of them, and I think I like I happy you brought them up because I follow both of them on like social media, me too. and they post some things that are I'm like Ugh, whatever, like I don't agree with, or like mm-hmm. I'm like just being like a misogynist asshole, and I used to just like unfollow things when I disagree with them or didn't like them. But they both kind of keep me like open-minded because I'm like, hmm, this made me dislike it or uncomfortable. I should, that's good. You know what I mean? Like that's like helping me kind of grow or say that's healthy. Yeah, exactly. So I, I stopped doing that whole unfollow people, block people thing. And I I still do that shit all the time. No, no. Sometimes there's no question. I'm like, you're out of here, buster. You were lame. But, um. Yeah, like if people just outright dislike and hate like the things I like, I'm like, okay, you're just being negative. Bye. But there, there are a couple of those people, and I like a lot of their little headlines, like topics. I'm like, fuck, I gotta listen to that. But I haven't listened to them in a while. That one's for Hannah. Oh wait, I <laughs> said it wrong. Baby. No, you didn't say it wrong. <laughs> dedicated to Hannah. There you go. But. I'm gonna see her Saturday, I think. Nice. I just got back from vacation with her, and then I'm just gonna see her again Saturday. I'm gonna be sick of this lady. Hopefully, one day I can uh, have her on here. Is she does she not live around here? Well, she's from Tennessee, and she just moved here actually, because we'd always go vacation down in San Diego, okay. and um, she just recently finally moved out here because she loves the beach, loves California. She's more California than any fucking Californian person I know. She's like tan beach lady and I was I was trying to post something on fucking Instagram about her and the burps and all that shit, but whatever reason it shat on me and it said something went wrong. Try again and I'll just fucking refresh, refresh, refresh. It wouldn't fucking go through, so Yeah, I guess it was down like a couple days ago or something. There was like an article about it that popped up. Oh my god. Is there anything more annoying than an article about an app being down? That sounds like the dumbest shit ever. But I guess you're looking for answers. Whatever. Might be looking for answers. <sighs> what? Nothing. No, <laughs> you look like you wanted to say something. No, I'm just like, I don't know. Never mind. No, what? What do you mean? No, no. no say okay, it. Let's Fucking say it. All right. Let, I go to, I, that, that, that's yeah. good, though. That's good because I was going to go right into something because I was going to ask you what like your opinions are on social media because I was... um. On my birthday, you posted off Facebook or off Facebook for a while or whatever on Instagram. And I was like, oh, shit, like you're not doing Facebook anymore. Like Facebook's a big one. How do you not do that? Because I it's hard for me not to do certain like Facebook. That's the one I've had the longest. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I have a love hate relationship Mm -hmm. with social media. I hate that shit. Well, it's like it's a good tool. And like so I'm back on Facebook right now. Because I'm trying to plan a party, and so I was nice. like, I kind of need this to yeah. network a it little is, yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. That's when it's not social media, it's social networking. Yes, but then now it's like it's on my phone again, mm. I'm like flipping through it all day long. Like I'm going to stunt on you with uh, my new fucking rule, my discipline. I'm only going on Facebook and Twitter on my laptop. I have the apps are off my phone. None of that shit anymore. I don't have that kind of self-control. See, I might not. It's literally just like a fucking exercise and discipline. See if it works out. But I went on vacation. I deleted all my social media apps. Mm-hmm. And then on the drive to San Diego, I re-downloaded Instagram. Because I was like, <laughs> I got to post some photos of the cool shit. <laughs> and 
I got back and I looked at in, uh, Facebook on my laptop and I have like 57 notifications. And I'm just like, I'm not going to look at them. I'm not looking at them. I don't care. It, they notify you like, oh, so-and-so posted something. We'll see, it's like, yeah. I don't give a fuck about that person. Dude, I get emails because I have two uh, separate Facebook accounts. Mm-hmm. One's for like family and like more family friendly stuff because I'm not a very family friendly uh, person. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm slowly learning to just like, oh, I just need to be myself. So I just bridge the gap between those two people. Like I was saying before we started here, like my relationship with my mom has gotten like a little more open because she now has access to the podcast and can listen to this. And now I'm like, Oh, like I should just be myself because I I'm allowing more of myself to be understood and known. And then I'm not so like up my own, like why don't people understand or like me? And it's like, cause you didn't give them a fucking chance. That's why I get it. Yeah. I think I unfriended one of your accounts a while. That's back fine. I I, like, yeah. That's totally fine. Like, this is, this is too much for me. Mm-hmm. It was probably your non-family one, but it was fine. But anyways, um, I had actually switched over to a flip phone for a little bit. Baller, because I was like, really? I really, yeah, I did it for a couple of months, and nice. I was like, I was like, when that start? Around around the time that I was like off Facebook, just okay, here, okay. and like, because I had an iPod, mm-hmm. so like I could still go on Instagram. There you go. Cheater. Uh, yeah. That's totally fucking baloney. But you I just would leave separated it at home. the device. Oh, I would okay, leave okay. it at home. Okay. And so like when I'm out and about, mm-hmm. I would just actually like look around or like I carry books with me all the time. So that's I'll just so sit and read. That's cool. I, I try to read more because I have books on me and around me all the fucking time and I just don't read them yeah. <laughs> enough. I, I try. I try hard. Like I always I don't think I ever don't have a book with me. Nice. What are you reading right now? I'm currently reading, fuck, what was it called? <coughs> For Hannah. I totally have been telling people, it's like. Do you need to look at your phone I or do. something? I need, okay. No, no, I need to pull it out of my bag. Oh, it's in the bag. Oh, okay. Go for it. Do it. Yeah. My short term, my like memory fucking sucks. <laughs> but... And it's even worse than people call you out. Bam. Ooh, what is I this? I was going to say poison idea, but I was like, that's <laughs> a band. a band. But, uh, seductive the, poison. A Jonestown survivor's story of life and death in the People's Temple by Deborah Layton. Yes. Wow. So, Deborah Layton was like one of Jim Jones's like very close inner circle people. One of his hoes. Got it. Yes, definitely. She yeah. even talks about that part. No way. But, was um, it kinky or what? Were they fucking... Well, Jim Jones was a rapist, so... So it was extra kinky. Rape yeah. fantasies and all that. <laughs> 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 Remember when people said you can't joke about rape? Boom. Did it. There's ways to do it. There's ways around that one. <laughs> yes. I used to not joke about rape because my sis- sister was raped. But she's a cunt, so I'm like, oh, all right. And it turns out I can make those jokes now. I'm not saying she had it coming. I'm not. I'm not. I, I know how you looked at me like I was going to say it, but we're not getting along right now. And it's unfortunate that that happened to her. But it's also unfortunate that she's a cunt. So my little uh, my little caveat or whatever is lifted. Right. I'm sorry. Tell me more about this book, please. Sorry, folks. Uh, that's really it. Like, it's just her, like, detailed account. And, like, she was actually one of the first people to escape. 
And uh, clearly, she ordered a fucking book. She wasn't laying there in the mosh pit on yeah. the ground. Well, she was one of the people that like triggered all of that too. Oh, that cunt! Really? Yeah, she left and like notified the senator that mm. was back in San Francisco, and he was like, "Let's check this shit out." Mm-hmm. And then he came down, and everyone was like, "Fuck this abort mission!" And they all killed. Well, they were forced to kill themselves. That's another like. They were forced to kill themselves. So it's a common misconception that like oh like well okay drink well, the Kool Aid. Well, let, let's uh, rewind here. What okay. what's the Jonestown massacre? So that because we have I might have like a lot of fucking idiot listeners that don't know what that is. Okay, so the Jonestown massacre. Little background: um, there was a cult back in the day, Jim People's Jones. Tam- People's Temple, yeah. headed by Jim Jones. Yeah. Um, they moved down to Guyana to start this, like, compound. And after Debbie Layton fucked up and mm-hmm. sent the senator down, um, everyone, like, shit went crazy. And Jim Jones, at that point, was like, it's time to go. Yeah. And... Um, at their little compound, they had, like, Guyanese people, like, mm-hmm. guarding the borders with oh, guns. Oh, shit. And so people, they just kind of forced people in. And throughout Ooh. throughout the time that they had existed, um, sorry, I'll get closer. Okay. Throughout the time that they existed, they had what were called white, white knights. Oh, yeah, we have those today, but they're a little different. <laughs> and- they're male feminists and stuff. <laughs> And um, they were basically like practice drills, like, but they didn't know, like people didn't know. He's like, they would hand out the flavor aid Mm -hmm. and be like, you know, if you're loyal, you'll drink this. And it was kind of a test. And if you didn't, they like shamed you and beat you. Oh, so they fucking indoctrinated these people into suicide, basically. Kind of. Okay. So when the actual quote unquote massacre was starting, Mm -hmm. Like, first, they, like, forced the moms to, like, give the babies and children this stuff. So they killed them first. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's (laughs) fucking dark. I didn't know that. So they did that first. And then kind of, like, the armed guards, like, kind of pushed everyone in and was like, you either drink this or we're going to shoot and kill you. Damn. Yeah, I know. I could have one last sip of something before instead of getting shot. It might be a little better. Yeah, so and that's... They, do you know what um, poison they had in there? Was it cyanide? Yeah, it was cyanide. Okay. And yeah. it wasn't actually Kool-Aid. It was, it was big, flavor-aid. Yeah, a big colloquial misconception. It's flavor-aid. But, you know, you can't change the drink the Kool-Aid euphemism I and know, everything. I know, I know. And then Jim Jones shot himself in the head. You fucking bitch. Right? So. Although, you know, he had the gun. <laughs> what are you going to do? No, you drink it. Well, it's for Hannah. You just you're just forcing them now. You're just like, oh, I got one. Well, because I'll like feel it in my really? chest. I know, dude. I fucking <laughs> I'm such a gaseous bean. Fucking burping my ass off. Any other books you're reading? Because like I'll get stuck in a book and then I'll put it down because I'll buy another book and I'll read like I'll read a uh, book about like a craft of something and then like a nonfiction book and then like a story book, a fiction book. I read a lot of books. I'll like, mm-hmm. I'll like carry them around with me. I just picked this one up on Saturday. It's pull it out, in. dude. I love it. Oh, I love the show and tell, dude. Yeah, don't just be all. You know. Um, 
So the Airbnb Ooh, I stayed at. The yurt? <laughs> the yurt. I saw that. that uh, the lady was like showing me around and was like asking me, you know, just mm-hmm. small talk questions. And I told her I was going to school for psychology. And mm-hmm. she was like, I have this book of this like box of books. Do you want oh, any of wow. them? And I was like, that's nice. Sure. Do and it. she pulls them out. What? No, go ahead. She pulls them out and like is going through them. She's like, yeah, you know, I went through a, a time where, you know, I was in therapy. So I bought all these books mm-hmm. and like, I was like, what were you in therapy for? And she just looks at me. <laughs> and it's like, well, don't bring it up if you don't want to talk about it. Like, yeah. I'm sure I could figure it out from all these book titles. Yeah. My dad raped me. Part two. Weird. What's the, why were you in therapy? But that wasn't she, a rape joke. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean to go back there. She was super chill. And so I was like checking him out. And she was telling, I was like, what kind of therapy did you do? How about mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. And this is, it was called Hakomi therapy. How do you and spell it? H A K O M I. And like, therapy. she was explaining it to me. And she's like, yeah, I had this therapist. And like, he would hold me. And I was like, that's what and she's like it's a it's a kind it's a specific kind of therapy i was like and then her next book was my therapist raped me (laughs) but jesus jesus but uh she's like i know that's not okay in that setting but it's it's the specific kind of therapy and she like pulled this book out but so the book that i have that i just started reading it's called body-centered psychotherapy the hakomi method Mm -hmm. and it's a book kind of laying out what that is from the guy that came up with it and like so far it's pretty cool it's like just the intro and talks about like mindfulness and gotcha yeah like, i can see you're, you're not terribly cracked into it yet you're no, just getting into no, it gotcha, like, gotcha just getting into that, it dude those first hundred pages of books are sometimes all i want to read it's all i need it's perfect i love it and i'm just like yes because i'll get into a book and i'm like damn this is a whole different world i Remember when things were getting off, getting started off? Like, I really love the exposition and like the beginnings of movies so much. That's my favorite part of movies, usually. I hate introductions <laughs> and prefaces. Well, yeah, prefaces and, like, and introductions are kind of corny, but I mean, like, like the, you know, foot in the door kind of thing. Move that as much as you want. You can crank it around, it's totally fine. All right, that's better. There you go. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> fucking pop it up there people probably appreciate like a clear a clear a clearer clara um like, what are you reading right now oh man thank you for asking um i'm kind of reading this it's a little comic book it's a um graphic novel anthony bourdain oh okay actually i don't even know if he wrote it anthony bourdain's hungry ghost might be might be written by him i don't even know but i actually um i'm still slowly i can't finish his first book because i'm so emotional about it kitchen confidential which is basically what like kind of like broke him into the scene of fame um and then i'm reading stephen king's on writing again and i'm going back and highlighting everything and there's have you ever read that no dude you have to i I actually think that you've recommended it to me before 100 percent, because i know you're a writer and it has nothing to do with like how he writes his boogie monsters or whatever people want to you know associate him with it's it's why i have a desk it's why like i started being like it helps you discipline things it i mean it's such a good helpful book and the first half of it it talks about how he got his start 
and it's like a really charming way. It's like he, it's like a kind of like a memoir. Okay. Memoirs of the Craft, I think, is what it might be called. It's really fucking good. If I wish I had, like, a stack of like twenty of them, and I could just hand it out to people because it's literally like that big of a deal to me, and it's like changed for me for the better because of this book. And I'm going back and I'm highlighting shit and trying to kind of use it because um I avoided Stephen King for a long time because mm-hmm. I'm like this weird fucking punk goth dork dark like hybrid you know what i mean so i was just like i I don't need another reason for people to alienate me or something you know what i mean which was reading stephen king so i avoided it but then i um finally got into him reading uh, different seasons which is a lot of his movies are based on the short stories in that book I'm not a fan of Stephen King at all. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're just like, I'm not like, reading this fucking book. No, no, no. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I, I would read on writing. Like, stuff mm-hmm. like that I, re- I really enjoy. But, like, I've tried cracking open some of his mm-hmm. books. And I'm like, this is just, it's just really dense for me. Really dense, yeah. I can't yeah. do a lot of dense books. Like, there's another book I've tried reading, uh, Inherent Vice, by Thomas Pynchon. And... Jesus Christ. It's just like, I have to read that page again because it's so wordy. I'm a dumb bitch. I need like big words, big print, small words. Well, that's why mm-hmm. I had to bring That's why I love Bukowski so much. Oh, yeah. I have. Go ahead. Well, because like he uses plain language and it's. Oh. Look at that. I got one. One? I gave the rest away because okay. I. I <laughs> What's your favorite Bukowski book since you owned more than one? Um, I think I Ham on Rye and Post Office were the only ones I owned, but I really have been interested in that woman women book. Was that what it's called? Women? women? Oh god, that one is awesome. Yeah. Uh, because actually, I was like, okay, cl- even Clara likes it and it, I'm pretty sure like It's it, all about fucking. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm fucking in, dude. I have this there's uh, I love books about fucking. Those are those are great books. Actually, I'll have to bring I'll let you borrow women. You let me if, borrow if women? If you want. I'll never read it. I'll have to buy my own copy. Okay. I get your own people, copy. Yeah. And then I will gift you because I'm done reading it, but it's called Drinking, Smoking, and Screwing. Oh, yeah. I've heard of and that. It, yeah. And so. As an activity, not as a book, though. I don't know what that is. It's it's a collection of short stories. Uh-huh. and There's a Bukowski one in it, but it's like a bunch of kind of off the beaten path mm-hmm. writers and just stories That's about cool. drinking, smoking and screwing. Love it. Got to love it. I wonder if I have any books like that. Jesus Christ. Um porn in your bookcase. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's in a secret drawer. Um I don't know. No, not really. I can't really think of it. But yeah, no, I love books with vice in them. It's like my shit. I, I don't know why. I just grew up kind of around vice, so it's like Yes. I love that shit. Yeah, I around like middle school, I like got into my mom's bookshelf Uh-oh. and was like, what is all of this? Yeah. And like uh that's when I got my hands on a copy of A Million Little Pieces. What's that? So, it's by James Frey, James Fry, and it's kind of a memoir. It's mm-hmm. It's a very controversial book Ooh, if it's a memoir good. or if it's fiction. But Oh, shit. Like, go it, ask Alice. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And it's basically his story of, like, going to rehab after being, like, a really fucking mm-hmm. terrible 
alcoholic drug addict like nice one of like worst of the worst and like just kind of his progress through recovery but it starts like it flashes back to like when he's using it's like oh shit like damn i feel like that makes me think of so many books i have because there's drugs in so much and like damn i can't even think of them so another one yeah and it's i don't know if it's popular i don't know but another book that i found which in retrospect as a 12 year old i probably shouldn't have read but it was marilyn manson's memoir oh i haven't read that i almost Long, wore my marilyn manson shirt just because you were coming over i was like i think she'll appreciate <laughs> this i don't know because i was like she's into like weird shit just like i am <laughs> you know what i mean we like murderers and dark music and asshole writers and <laughs> yes so but that one's crazy too because it talks Long, about his childhood no right. spoilers i'm no gonna spoilers. write it down because i read it and then we have to talk about it because I love Marilyn Manson so do I. I I honestly before I read that book I was like yeah he's cool kind of edgy but then he, I he read was, it yeah and I was like oh fuck like he's not just like stage edgy like he's fucked up yeah. nice but so I can't wait no but um he was one of those people that I kind of avoided in the same vein as avoiding Stephen King so mm-hmm. I was like oh I don't want people to just get another reason for people to like fucking think I'm weird you know I barely make it as i as it as it is is remy okay he he did this he, he hears like, the birds outside he hears birds outside all the time he fucking goes outside to shit in front of him did i say something remy yeah he's like oh god he's talking about how weird he thinks he is again oh remy do i was worried he was gonna um be noisier Look at him. Oh, he's a gentle bean. Oh, very sweet. Thank you. Yeah, he's licking the skin off her hand right now. All right. Sweet boy. I'll just sit over here and pet her. <laughs> yeah, no, go for it. You give him all the attention. Um, I don't even really need to look back at these notes. We're having fantastic well, conversation. I'm kind of curious. You're kind of curious? Yeah, we'll get there. I'll, I'll even right. let you read them afterwards if we don't get to it. Because I just, it's, we'll get there. All right. We're only like. We're only 30 minutes in. That's really, yeah. It, it feels well because we've been talking for a while, though. Yeah, that's okay. true. Yeah, I have all the time in the world. So. Nice, yeah. No, I have until late. Okay, I was gonna say, like, kick me out whenever you need to because I'll stay, I'll sit and talk forever. Yeah, no worries. Actually, what I'm gonna do right now is pause because I know we're gonna have a long conversation and I need to piss so bad. So, I, we're gonna... I thought you were gonna say you need to take a shit. No, thankfully, <laughs> I think I, I think it's in there. I haven't things there to stay so we'll be right back just give us one fucking nanosecond folks all right and we're back we're just fine um i had went to the bathroom and i saw a chuck polinick book and i had brought it in it's a short story one called uh short story collection rather called make something up uh, stories you can't unread and that prompted clara here to bring up another book by chuck polinick called haunted and i took it off the bookshelf and i kind of flung it at her and a little little vegaswet.com business card flew out of there and she was like dallas (laughs) and these are like why does everyone have like so many of these they just hand them out in vegas well so here's why okay i have a well i guess he doesn't live in vegas anymore but i had a friend that lived out there and Mm uh i we were gonna mail like care packages to each other Mm -hmm. and he's like 
what's like a thing from Vegas that you want? Uh, he was working on the strip at the time and I was like, I want a shoebox full of those prostitute there you cards. Go, those prostitute cards. And so sure enough. That's so funny. I, next time I went and saw him, he's like, here. Oh, fuck. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I, I fucking, they're everywhere. Everyone has some. Why not? I mean, I should probably get rid of them before like my child grows up. And no, that's what he needs to find to become a man one day, dude. For I got some weird shit in my closet. I don't okay. want him to find. I know. Doesn't everyone? But like, that's important. I had one of these in junior high and not for the reason I have it as a bookmark now. They had a ton of these on the floor of my junior high school one day, and I was like, oh, shit. It doesn't even have nipples. That like, didn't matter. You think I was fucking surfing Pornhub when I was in junior high? No. I was. <laughs> yeah, but, but, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I, don't, I can't get to the laptop right now. What else? That's funny. Yeah, no, this, so this, fuck, have you read this? So I started reading it, um, and... I was like, this is really cool because it was kind of like short stories. The first story, Dude, I was like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, I forgot. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's right. I was like, there was something like that was like in the back of my head about this for some reason. And that's what it is. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. And so. Because I have a story about that, too. Not about doing that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Intestines are fine. Um, but no, that was it. I was. I just, I like that book because I started reading it like a couple of years ago and I could set it down because it's, you know, mm -hmm. each chapter is like, well, I guess they kind of build on each other, but it's still like not one long cohesive story, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I prefer short stories. I don't even remember how it ends, but I think it's so don't worth the read. I, I would never do that. I'm not, I hate when people tell me details of anything. I'm okay. like, you son of a bitch. But anyway, since um, I hate doing that, I'm going to tell you guys about this first short story in this book called Haunted. The The book's called Haunted. It's a novel by Chuck Palahniuk. And the first story is called, I believe it's Guts, is what it's called. Let me get to it. And uh, that happens sometimes. They get stuck to it. The first short story is it's not the thing the book starts with, but here it is guts and it's a fucking short story that chuck polinick would do live reads of and he had i believe between 30 and 70 people faint collectively like in all of that bad okay okay well, i didn't think it was that bad when i read it i was like ooh, but then i read it out loud in taco bell and had to go outside, and I fainted and fell in the bushes. Oh, I forget you're squeamish. You, I, I like that you're like, oh, I forget, like everyone knows. But I fainted. I that's something I totally forgot. I fucking forgot. I faint a lot, and like I forgot about all the times I fainted. Um, it's like maybe like once a year now. So that I that was one of the times. You guys owe it to yourselves to pick up the book Haunted and read this story out loud to your friends because one of them will faint period i want to read it on the podcast because i know i'll faint one day i ju i just got this idea i have to do this not right now your solo episode maybe oh dude that'd be hilarious <laughs> oh my god there's dead air for like a minute 
That would be hilarious. Just hear me clang off the fucking desk. Just. <laughs> I have to do that now. That's that's a new, that's a new thing. That's I have funny. to do that. But yeah, let's put that booby card in there. Did you know the uh, prostitution isn't even legal in Vegas? It is. It's just not legal on the strip. What do you mean? Because I so thought it wasn't legal in the county there. As far as I, I don't quote me. I might be wrong, but as far as I know, I feel like a pervert like me might know a little more about that than me. <laughs> like me. Anyways. No, I'm saying. Anyways, anyways. Anyways. Um. No, as far as I know, prostitution isn't legal like downtown. So like, just not on the strip or the surrounding mm-hmm. areas. But the rest of so Vegas, you, it you is. You could be like on Fremont and get someone over there. Yeah. That's why they pass out the cards. I figured, but it was just like, I thought it was just like a don't ask, don't tell. Like, we know it's illegal, but like. They wouldn't have business cards like that. Well, there's nothing that says prostitute on here. It literally just says total nude, full service. It could be a stripper. Like, it doesn't signify. You know what I mean? Let me see that. Yeah, like, there's nothing on there. I don't have my glasses. It says something. I'll read the whole card to you. your room in 20 minutes or less. Wow. Or like out of my room in 20 minutes or less. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to look, I'll have to look that no, up. No, yeah, totally look it up. Yeah. To your room. Hmm. There's fine print on the bottom, but Is I can't it? read Let's it. See. What does it say? It says paying by credit card. Nature of business will not be reflected on statement. Oh, oof. That's a fucking giveaway right there. <laughs> Don't even need to. I love doing podcasts with people who read because some of the podcasts I have, people are morons. They don't read books. Um, but, I mean, some people who read books are morons, too. Like the Bible. Um, <laughs> and I, this fucking desk just gets this table gets piled with books by the end of it. Cause well, we're referencing so many. As soon as we started, I'm like, what is this book underneath this oh, thing? It, right it's here? just a journal. I just oh, put well, it there because cool it's a... Um, is it written in? I had written some things in it, but I went and read back and I was just doing like a, Remy, stop licking your dick. I was doing like a positive negatives of the day kind of thing and like journaling for a couple of weeks. And it was just like disgusting. It wasn't like gross. Like I did gross things. It was just like, it made me feel gross going back and reading them. So I tore all those pages out. It was like, why did I ever, like, I don't know why. Do you own a bunch of empty journals? Do you just like buy journals all the time? Um, or, no. Like, start them and really then just get a new emp- one? Although I have, so me and Kylie have this thing. Our oh, relationship yeah. started. I feel so creepy because I already know. You already know? This. That's not creepy. That's not creepy. Well, because I. You're my friend. Okay, why would you so know? I follow all three of your Instagram accounts. Mm-hmm. Thank and you. And Kylie's. There you go. And I listen to all these episodes. So wow. I know a lot more about you guys. Good. That's awesome. Because so that's not weird because like um, there's podcasts and people I follow and listen to and like I know a lot about them. Okay. Really weird. Well, thank you for not making me feel weird. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I, I love weird people because it's like there's no way I tell everyone because I work overnights at the hotel. Um, like, oh, I, I love getting all the weirdos at night because there's no way they're ever weirder than I am. You know, they'll come in, be a little kooky, but then I'm like, what's their name? And I'll like, just look them up. And I've like met actors and like weird people yes, and I shit. Rem- and- oh, that. fuck, <laughs> man. <laughs> this uh, is just going to be me laughing at you the no, entire time. No, honestly, 
probably not not that funny i'm still you're gonna have to tell me who that was oh i will after okay, i okay. actually um i'm gonna do a set at the beach on august 2nd it looks like um i'm gonna tell that story okay for sure okay i've been like yeah very curious about it but anyways okay so the the journal oh the journal so um our relationship started and for my first birthday that we spent together she had got me a journal from um i don't know like i want to say urban outfitters or something it was a cool journal or maybe it was that that bookstore barnes and noble that's the one and i forget what she like wrote something in it and it's like oh just you know write about whatever you want maybe about me or to me And, and it just started as like letters to her kind of so they're literally just long books about myself and my thoughts that I've written to her mm-hmm. and just kind of punctuating our relationship. And the first one went really well. And the second one, we had broken up at one point. So there's this really like dark patch. So it's almost like the Empire Strikes Back of the journals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then this one's Return of the Jedi and it's like not so fucking... That's getting really along cute. yeah i have i haven't written i went i've taken a long spell of not writing because i went from here this entry is from february and then i didn't write again into it in in it until june now but um there's actually a video of something i wrote in there for her birthday that made her cry got her i've seen that yeah you've seen that video's <laughs> fucking hurt. She's like, what? oh my god if i ever am like i don't know how i feel about this girl Maybe we've, maybe we've been dating too long. N- not really. But like if there's anything that ever made me like doubt being in a relationship with someone, I could watch that video and be like, oh, that's why. Like it makes me fall in love with her like over and over again. I fucking love that video. Um, But yeah. And th- so I don't have empty journals, but this one's okay. mostly empty because I haven't really been keeping up with it. Okay. Yeah. And we always like pick cool ones now. It's like a thing. I have like a stack. The reason I'm asking you is because oh, okay, like, okay. I'll like always go somewhere and it's like, oh, this is a really cool journal. Mm-hmm. And then I'll buy it and then I'll like write once or twice in it and then put it on my shelf and then go buy another one. <laughs> <laughs> so I have like on my bookshelf has oh, like. I wonder if we have any of the same ones. Maybe. I don't know. Ooh, tell me. But my, my bookshelf has, they're like section there's like eight sections on it nice and sounds like a nice bookshelf like it's from ikea <laughs> but <laughs> this is an I, ikea table it's a yuck muck i don't know what mine's called but <laughs> but so it has all these sections and i kind of like separate like sort my shit like mm-hmm. i have records in one nice. my all just bukowski mm-hmm. books in another and i have this one that's like all these journals but you like pull them out and open them it's like it's just empty this haunting and it's like it's like they're props they're like staged journals I know, and it's so weird someone would be like we're in the matrix this is someone goes up into your house picks up a journal opens it realizes it's empty grabs a book opens it the pages are blank grabs a record pulls it out it's just blank ceramic or vinyl they realize they're in a matrix and then they pull a fucking book in the bookshelf and then the door opens and then you go into the real world and out of the matrix and you're like oh fuck that's what was that what happens at your house yes i'm sorry i just yes, went on 100%. that tangent sometimes i just like getting a little in my fucking imagination like in a that um did you happen to listen to um the last episode i did with joel gum yes okay 
What did you think about that episode? You know, I started to write notes because I was like, mm-hmm. I need to correct him on this. Oh, oh, nice. I love that, dude. I see. I, wish I don't pe- have them, though. That's like, OK. I wish people would just fucking like send me um, shit like, hey, listen to this podcast. Guess what? Idiot. Well, I- incumbent was spelled wrong the whole time. And I knew yes. that if, if you listen closely at one point, um, I'm literally like, r- like, oh, yeah, um, you know, I N because that's actually fucking spelled. Um, to him because I knew he was spelling spelling it wrong the whole time but um, oh no so there there was one part and I remember it now I didn't write it down Uh but the whole (laughs) the whole (laughs) would you rather uh what was it shoot a pregnant woman in the stomach (laughs) yes I was like, I, I have to talk about this. <laughs> oh my god! So, so here's here's my response to that. Okay, what was but, it? Okay, let me. Okay, so it was. Would you rather shoot a toddler oh. or shoot a pregnant woman in the stomach? Mm-hmm. Because you guys were talking about abortion, like, abortion yeah. and stuff like that. And I was like, well, they're not considering that if you shoot a toddler, that his mom is probably going to come shoot you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So you got to <laughs> think about that. That was really it, though. That's good. Yeah. No, I didn't even consider that. They're going to get all Kill Bill or Jodie Foster and the Brave One or what's some. Is there like any revenge movies where the lady loses her children? Um, I mean, other than Kill Bill, I guess that's a perfect one. I said it right off the bat, but she loses, thinks she loses it in the womb. Spoiler alert: that little girl's still alive. Yeah, it, I have and, no uh, idea. Two, volume, part two, volume two. Um, huh. Well, Let me see. hold on. Yeah, I have a note in my phone. Go for it. See Pull if it I, out. If I did write it down, maybe I like started the note and then no problem. Ooh, yeah, that episode is a doozy. I really um, I have, wanted. Go ahead. I have age appropriate toys on here. <laughs> what? It was just like stupid shit that's related to kids. I was uh-huh. like, gotta write that down. I'll mm-hmm. tell them all about it. Oh, shit. <laughs> you have to remind me because here's the, the rub about that episode. All right, let's hear it. Before we started, we took mushrooms. Oh, God. <laughs> so that's why it was so wild. <laughs> But we, it we split we split like one dose, so we like microdosed essentially. Okay. Because I wanted to be coherent, and I've never done like a whole dose of mushrooms, so I was like, I can get pretty fucking kooky when no, I do it- acid. So I wanted so we microdosed mushrooms on that episode, mm-hmm. and I fucking had the time of my life. That felt so good. After we were done, he went home to go have dinner with his family or whatever. And I went to the skate park, had one of the best sessions of like skill and like fun that I'd had in so long. And I was like, I want to microdose all the fucking time. This is awesome. It felt so good. What are you going to say? I had, you know, honestly, that episode wasn't super wacky. At least (laughs) I didn't think so, but. I thought it was the funniest. His and Kale's were so fucking funny to me. I was dying laughing. Like, I had the stupidest laugh, and I think it was Kale's. It was just like, <laughs> like, because it was such a genuine laugh that it came out stupid. All right. I don't know. That's funny. I had a lot of fun. Now, I was like, wow, Joel's very mellow. No, but. he is a very mellow person. I don't. I think he would have been like that if he didn't have mushrooms, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't think that really affected him at all. 
because I want to say he did mushrooms the day before. So he was he wasn't even there. No, I don't think he does them often. I think it was just like a recreational thing, as they should be. Or you know, the medicinal mushrooms. They're doing that now. Yeah, I've heard that's that's pretty cool. I'm excited about that. They also do medicinal ketamine studies now. I've been looking into that and MDMA. Actually, yeah, that's weird. I mean, it's not weird, but it's like weird to think that they might be able to use that to um, like a medicinal advantage because I don't know well, shit about those. Well, a lot of that stuff is medicinal in it depends on the dosage mm-hmm. with like a lot of the same thing. Microdose yeah, that microdosing. Shit, well, because I was looking. So I was looking. So I'm I'm on medication. Uh-huh. I, I okay. take a couple different medications for like psychiatric stuff. Okay. And so I was like, and I've been through so many of them. Ooh. So you might have like some, like you're like a veteran. I've, I've, I've seen some shit, Yeah. but no. So I was looking where my therapist's office is, is in like this clinic mm-hmm. that they do ketamine therapy. Oh wow. Like they do all kinds. Wow. They do. Okay. And it's, that's on the central coast? Yeah. Don't give the direct no, location no, no. away. But. Well, they do all kinds. They do wow. drug replacement therapy. That's cool. I like replacement therapies. They seem to be really helpful for a lot of people, um, whether it be drugs or sub, you know, substance yeah. or hormonal. Like the, I think those are really good things. Yeah. But so those I was, can be really good things. Can it, Oh, God, my voice. <laughs> I can <laughs> It can be for sure. But mm-hmm. I was looking on their website about ketamine therapy yeah. and because I was like, well, you know, what, fuck it. Why not? That shit's like a couple thousand dollars for a dose. <laughs> Damn. You're like, I can get on the street cheaper than this. Can we just like say, hey, I brought my own. <laughs> well, I'm like super paranoid, though. So I'm like, oh, pharmaceutical grade, like someone else administers it. Like, cool. But the the way it works is it has to do a lot with the amount they give you mm-hmm. and they also it's through an iv and it's over like oh, yeah. a certain amount of time that's right so and you'll be there for a few hours in a day yes that's right i've heard about that yeah and so i don't know i'm still thinking about it eventually but like the medication i'm on now works pretty well so gotcha. but i they say that it's really good for people that have like medication resistant depression mm-hmm uh, because it's what do you think that is medication resistant depression yeah why do you think people um it, it isn't helped by medication uh i wish i had like the sciencey answer for you no i don't want sciencey answer. that'd be <laughs> that, that'd be lame that's that's how i explain things though oh, okay but you know, that's what the answer you wish you had yeah gotcha. but I don't know. So everyone's brain chemistry is different or even just like body chemistry as a whole. Yeah. No one's a clone. Some some people, their like neurotransmitters just don't respond Mm -hmm. because like different medications do different things. That's kind of dumb. But like there's SSRIs, Mm -hmm. but then there's things like what is it? Mm. And then there's like antipsychotics. Okay. And like those just do different. What, what's like a key difference between the two that they do or don't do? Like what's the difference between SSRI and then an antipsychotic? So an antipsychotic, it just. Fuck. I don't know what they do. Okay. I'm more familiar with SSRI. Okay. Well, tell me about SSRI. So SSRI stands for selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Nice. 
Um, and so what that does, I'll explain it with my hand mm-hmm. gestures, is you have one neuron mm-hmm. with the neurotransmitters mm-hmm. on one side, and then you have the other neuron. And what they do is they send, or excuse me, the whatever the fuck those are. So <laughs> they send these neurotransmitters, so like serotonin, dopamine, uh, okay. stuff like that. So from one to the other. So they begin like um, a currency of those Yeah, there's things. a current. Gotcha. And so what SSRIs do, because naturally your body will give off, say it gives off serotonin, and not all of it will go into the next neuron, and so it'll get reuptaked and just kind of go okay. back in. And with SSRIs, it blocks that reuptake. And so you're so not that, wasting it? Yeah, so all the serotonin goes on to the next neuron. Gotcha. And That's so, interesting. Yeah. So but See, when people, when you explained it like that, and keep, I'm sorry, keep no, going. No, 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 it's okay. Yeah, when you explain it like that, it makes it much more like palatable for someone who might be ignorant to those kind of things, mm-hmm. like me. Who's definitely ignorant of those kind of things. Um, so I think that is good. I don't know. I'm glad I'm glad you explained that. It makes like a mental health discussion a lot more palatable and not like so taboo because it's fucking taboo for a lot of people. Yeah. Which is so weird. Oh, well, I don't know. I guess just like where I'm at. I talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, d- don't. I don't really even know what you do for work, but I feel like, isn't it have something to do with um, support with people, supporting yeah. people with mental health? Yeah. So I. Um, problems, perhaps. I don't know how to phrase that. So I work at what's called a day center, basically. Mm-hmm. People come there and they've been referred there by a mental health professional of some kind. And mm-hmm. like, we're not like a clinical setting. So like, like I make coffee mm-hmm. and like answer the phone and stuff but i also we have like support groups well that's nice that sounds like like it's almost like a without cutting it undercutting it like a almost like a holistic kind of kind of um environment yeah where where it doesn't have the gross clinically feeling yeah like we teach like life skills classes like i teach a baking group that's good so it's we do a lot of stuff but the common factor is that everyone there the we call them members mm-hmm. that walk through the door and all the staff like we're all peers that's good that's cool so sounds like a helpful like productive environment honestly. yeah and i mean it's honestly it's been super helpful for me working there because like i can come in after having a fucked up day yeah. and people will be like hey how's it going and mm-hmm. i'm like not, not good. so fucking good bitch and listen like okay and then like let me know if you want to talk about it and then they leave me alone and we just kind of go isn't it isn't it so gratifying gratifying satisfying when you like want someone to acknowledge that you didn't have a good day and then they also leave you the fuck alone about it too oh that's my favorite because it's like oh i'm sorry hope let me know if you want to talk about it you're like thank you because then it almost like satiates like the amount of validation you might need Mm -hmm. and then you don't it almost gives you permission to um process it yourself because you know you can outsource it or you can realize that it's something you might be able to manage and yourself or you have support if you don't yeah 
And like, because I hate when people are like, oh, what's wrong? Like, let's, like, they pry. Pry, like, oh, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. But, <laughs> fucking let it, yeah. I th- I, that can be a, a bummer. I've definitely been guilty of that. I think people need, I've definitely been guilty of that in like my own relationship too, mm-hmm. where I think having it come out organically is the way to go very often. But sometimes I'm a curious fucker and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? I want to know. I want to know. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Ah. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on the person you're talking to, too. Yeah. Like, if it was a significant other of mine, I'd be like, you have to tell yeah. me. Yeah. would be like, listen, bitch, you only got one of me. <laughs> Let me know. But, um, yeah. And so my job's cool. I like it a lot more than, like, working in retail. I bet. Like, one of my, like, one of the, like, last weeks I worked at, my last retail job, I like got in a screaming match with a customer. Fuck yeah. Fucking. <laughs> like, oh, I love like, that the shit. The whole store was quiet. Good. Fuck it. It was like the first person that came up and talked to me. Cocksuckers, like, man. It's like, fuck this. And like, <laughs> it was really funny, but Good I was for like, you. I was like, I need to find a new job. I can't That's do so this. so funny. Before you got here, I had a vi- like a violent daydream about this asshole customer that I talked about in the first episode, the pour over coffee guy. Mm-hmm. I imagined, because I was like, I only work there one day a week. I'm essentially not even working there. If he pulls some shit or came through again, it's fucking on, dude. I'm not like, I don't need like this job entirely to support myself the same way because I've have a as of now doing more mm-hmm. at the hotel and i was like fuck i hope i get to throttle that motherfucker i hope we get into some shit because i some part of me really likes conflict it's kind of fun i don't i, I know i'm sure like i don't blame you dude started coming around my desk so i stood up dude, i was ready <laughs> the fucking spatial like respect proximity and space and there's like personal space like that's so rude can you imagine if you were like at mcdonald's and you someone you were working at mcdonald's and someone like walked around the fucking register it's like asshole that happens in the (sighs) drive-thru what do you mean like people reaching like i know people that have worked fast food Mm -hmm. and like people have like reached in through the drive-thru window (laughs) oh that we have those windows that slam shut on your fucking arm people that's why they do those now i think i hope i had my hand and my head both slammed in the window wait closing before because um for those of you don't know a little background on the cd underbelly of food service um there's like a little sensor on your by your waist you just kind of hit with your hip and it it's like a little motion sensor and it opens the things for you and then if you move your ass away from it it'll close so, like, if I'm sick of your shit, I just move my ass, and then it closes in your face. McDonald's isn't that fancy. You yeah. gotta, like, do that shit manually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is a manual way to do it, too. And sometimes people don't like the way um, it closes on them. And because it's automatic, there will be a um, the wind blower thing that keeps the bugs out. Like, mm-hmm. when you open it and go into the front door, like a grocery store, and there's, like, that breeze, like, on the top. Excuse me. It's, it's to keep insects out. I had to keep that. I had to keep my momentum going. All right. Sorry. (sighs) But yeah. Fucking. Oh, yeah. Moving on. Moving on. What do we got else? Um, There's so much I want to talk about, but I'm really enjoying like the organic conversation I'm having. I know. I just I'm so cute. I'm like, what is that? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's totally fine. 
you know when you're like you're excitable and you're like oh i want i can't wait to bring this up or talk about this or now i get to tell my part of the thing that's how i i kind of feel right now that's why i'm like not getting to the notes because i'm like i'm still like fucking 30 minutes ago thinking about stuff you know what i mean books and stuff yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, so let's uh, let's regroup here because i won't um let's see because we oh you know what let's go back to the bukowski thing because um your name is clara cobb yes my name is dallas gardner mm-hmm. neither of us have those names on our social media there's a reason for that elaborate tell me why that is so i have a history of dating crazy people oh really <laughs> Have I have what are you, what could you be talking about? Not the one you're thinking about. Okay, which we can talk about that too. But um, I dated this guy. It was like long distance, so like all of our communication was online for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah, other and like phone and stuff. Yeah. But well, after we broke up, he like would not leave me the fuck alone. He would hit me up on Facebook, Instagram. He would email me. Ew. Like all That's kinds of shit. That's crossing a line. Who the fuck emails someone they right? dated? I've never emailed Kylie like a personal thing our entire relationship. I couldn't even tell you her email off the top of my head. Yeah, it, it was fucking weird. And then so like a couple months would go by. I wouldn't hear anything. I'm like, okay, cool. And he'd pop up again. And then so after that going on for like... A couple years. Oh, jeez. I was finally like, I told I told uh, my best friend I was like, this guy needs to fuck off. Like, I'm almost gonna call the cops. Mm-hmm. And so she emailed him <laughs> and was like, Hey, leave her alone, or we're gonna, you know, mm-hmm. call the cops. Which, whatever. But God, so I, I want to like, know who this asshole is. You don't have to tell me, but I'm still I'll, curious. I'll, afterwards, you can tell, tell me. You yeah, no problem. Yeah, but um. And so I was like, well, just as like a precaution, I was like, I'm just going to make new social media accounts Mm -hmm. because like by this time I had my son and like, yeah, you 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 have to take some more cautious measures because you have not just yourself to worry about. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I'll just change my name on Facebook and then. I, you know, changed my names on everything else, made a new email account. So even if. I, so I could link these accounts to mm-hmm. the new email. There you go. And he doesn't know shit. Like, he doesn't know what Chinas- like yeah. who Chinaski mm-hmm. is. And so I was like, well, he won't be able to look me up, even if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And so I, be, being that- someone that loves Charles Bukowski, <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, you know, my first name is Clara and my middle name is Brianna. Mm-hmm. So CB. Mm-hmm. Or some people think it's for Charles Bukowski. And then... I, I thought that. Yeah. Yeah. But no, those are my actual first and Brianna. middle That's a pretty initials. Name. I hate it so really? much. Yeah. And I'd say Clara's a pretty name, but my ex named Clara, I can't you know, like I, that name anymore. Anytime you've like mentioned my name, you're always like Clara Cobb. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's because of his ex. A hundred percent. Okay. When okay. I, uh, I was telling my mom, uh, when I was leaving for work last night, I was like, Oh, I'm going to have a, someone over and record a podcast. And they're like, who? And I was like, uh, my friend Clara Cobb, my mom like was like doing her little coloring book. And she like 
looks up from it and she's like, what? And I'm like, no, no, Clara Cobb, mom. She's like, okay, not your ex, right? I was like, yeah. And she was like, because wouldn't that start some shit between you and Kylie? She's so pro Kylie. Now it's hilarious. Not that she wasn't. So am I. Nice. And um, everyone knows what a piece of shit I am. So they're just like, oh, we got to protect this lady from whatever psychopath he might turn into. Um, So, so yeah, I always uh, have to differentiate on the podcast. I I figured that was it. I wonder if I had a nickname for her. Oh, you know, I did. <laughs> I almost I almost stop myself from saying things about him because uh, my producer did um, oh, have yeah. a relationship with her. And um, even though, actually, it sounds like my mom outside. Yeah, I think she just flipped up the little garage button. Hi, mom. Yeah, she's up here. I'm going to let Remy out. He's probably going to get all excited here. But um, yeah, there he is. One second, folks. But I'll finish my story. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Chinaski was just like the first like last name because I was like, well, it's not just gonna let me put like my initials or something. Yeah. And so I thought it would be like recognizable enough for the mm-hmm. people that know me that I oh, like went I to Riyadh. Well, no, because yeah. a lot of people were like, well, who the fuck is this with your picture? And <sighs> I'm like, it's idiots. me. <laughs> Take two fucking guesses. But yeah, so. I realistically there's like you and my mom and like maybe a couple other people that understand that that's a reference and just mm-hmm. not a random Well, I have name. the book the names from too. Yes. So Well, <laughs> a lot of his books use Chinaski as the see, alter ego. I didn't yeah. see I've only had two of his books. Yeah. So I don't even know. Henry Chinaski is his like alter ego. Mm-hmm. So like if you read Pulp? Yeah. Um that's Chinaski. Nice. I um I really like the name Henry. So my tattoos. Ooh, let's go. Yeah, let's I get have. Your tattoos. Oh Jesus! Sorry. Bukowski's full name tattooed on my thigh. Oh, nice. Do you have a photo of it? Uh, I, I think I do actually. Like here, no. <laughs> it's like an awkward. Yeah, don't take your pants <laughs> off right now. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Okay, let's see. If there's more people around, they'd be like, "Yeah, expose yourself." Of course. No, no. There's an audience now. Sorry, I know really I don't even awkward. show people my tattoo. That's not awkward. Um, I don't even show people my tattoos. I just tell them about it until they like. Well, because unless have, they want to see it too. I have tattoos on my ass too. I'm so. surprised I have never been there. Uh, like, it's yeah, not. I mean, it's not I mean, that I mean bad. tattooed on my ass, not to your ass. It's not what I meant, people. It's Relax. it's not that bad. Ass tattoos aren't. That oh, bad. I'm sure I fell asleep during my first tattoo. Okay, let's see. Like, I know it's here. Let's see. Probably in my photos. There's, like, nothing I love more, too, than, like, being really into something and then utilizing the names from it. Yeah. Like, there's something so, like, just the fictional names. Like, my last name, Bronson. That's from a fucking real guy from a movie. And the cool thing about that name is the original actor, Charles Bronson. I can't even remember his last name because it was some Ukrainian name. Um, that's not even his real last name. Bronson was an adoptive surname or pseudonym rather. And then Michael Peterson changed his name to Charles Bronson in prison. And it was like, that's, it's like a fake name for someone, a fake name for another person. And now it's a fake name for me. And it's like, I really like the, um, I don't know, the fictional 
title that it is. It's almost like its legacy because I don't know anyone whose real name's Bronson. Although there are people named Dallas Bronson out there. Well, so my ex had a friend with the first name Bronson. Oh, geez. Yeah. I, I went to Starbucks one time and they asked my name and I said Bronson and they w- could not understand why I said that name. And it, it was so embarrassing because they're like, Bron- Bronson? Like, just Br- Bronson? Yeah, B-R-O-N-S-O-N. What's the problem? I remember when you changed hands. your your name on Facebook. Damn, to <laughs> dude, that was like seven, eight years ago at least. That's yeah. crazy. We've known each other a while. We've known each other a long time. Beautiful. Okay, here we go. It's super cool. It's at Bukowski's grave. Oh, that's so cool. Well, so dude, it's actually like a really like it's a script name. I thought it was just gonna be like a almost like a fucking. It's really shitty scratchy. if you look closely. You can't tell in the picture, but like it's all score. One no, of my coworkers did it like at his house. That's like, really cool. And I love the grave. You gotta go there and get fucking faded. Oh, get I have wine drunk. Well, that's it what this great. was. Me and my I, mom went uh-huh. down there, and my mom's like, my mom doesn't drink. Mm-hmm. But I was, you see the wine bottle actually. Oh, yeah, I, was, I get like, it. I, that's one. Yeah. Like Hell yeah. 10 That'd be awesome. I would love to go to Gigi Allen's grave, piss shit, get drunk on and jack off onto it. But his mom doesn't want people to do that anymore. So out of respect for her, yeah. I don't. I went to Darby Crash's grave <laughs> and I have an etching of it. Where? It's in LA. In the Hollywood Forever Cemetery? No, whatever. no. <laughs> Fuck Hollywood Forever. I've never been there. Okay. Although I would go there for Johnny Ramone. That's like the only, well, I can't Mel, think of the other. Mel LeBlanc is there too. Who's that? Bugs Bunny. What the fuck, Dallas? Why would I know that? Because it's okay. okay. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sorry. I, I that's my I that's my go to response for He's things like, when I don't know something. Why would I know that? You think I'm like the sorry. But um there's a couple other people that are buried there, but there's a t- yeah. so I was actually just talking about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. There's like a whole like cemetery tourism industry. I believe it. And down in LA, like there's huge cemeteries, but um, Darby Crash and Bella Lugosi are buried oh. at Holy Cross Cemetery. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. I would go to both of their graves. Um, I love Darby Crash because the Germs are a great band, or at least I like their music, but also because I've been told for a long ass time that I look like Darby Crash and that's very flattering when you're like, cool, I like this person. They think I look like him. So... Why are you grinning? You're like, you look nothing like him. You fucking. You're more like a young Henry Rollins. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. No, look at fucking young Henry Rollins over there on the wall. Yep. He's great. I don't have the nice chin though. I wish I had a bigger chin. My chin was a little bigger. It doesn't really. I, I'm sorry. Let's not talk about my fucking <laughs> dumb chin. Anyways. um, oh, Yeah. No, I really like the fake name. Yeah. I. It's cool. I'm, I'm a proponent of fake names, which I also am a hypocrite about because I hate when people change their name to like something stupid. Well, just because something's a fake name, you know, you can have a fake name that's cool or a fake name that's stupid. Like people know. who just like change it willy nilly on fucking social media. And it's like, that's not even. Like MySpace screen names. Exactly. Where it's just like, how the fuck did you like decide come to that? I have a whole nother tangent I want to get into about that, but I'm not going to right now. All 
Okay. Maybe never. Maybe never. I have another guest coming on who goes by a new name for different reasons. For transitional reasons. Oh, fine. And, That's fine. That's Well, not- okay. You know what? No, I'll say it right here. Um, I guess I was afraid of coming off like prejudice or transphobic or something. Then that's why I was going to have it be spoken about with a trans person. Mm-hmm. So it was like, well, here, I'm talking to the person about it. I'm not coming from a place of like hate or judgment. But what is up with trans people coming up with like fairy tale names when they, it's always like Belladonna Fairfax or like something like that's a porn star, I think. Well, I mean, Just, if, if you could choose your own name though, like from the get go, like why it's like not they pick picked up a vampire wild. book and they're like, what's the weirdest name I can pick? And they picked that one. What's wrong with that? I think it's corny. And I'm like, what's wrong with Bridget or something? Sorry, I just well, saw a movie. Okay, oh, remember though, anymore, like people name their kids weird shit. Like, yeah, but those people were boring and they wanted to be interesting and they had to name their kids weird shit. I think your son's name's great though. His name is, so his middle name uh-huh. is Leviathan. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Where's my. I got it. Keep going. I'm listening. But, yeah, like, because it was, I don't know, when you're a parent, it's like, okay, I get to choose now, like, I hate my name. None of name. this Brianna bullshit. None of this Brianna bullshit. <laughs> I get to pick this name. And then they give you a bunch of drugs at the hospital. Oh, so man. You're so you're like, like <gasps> that's so cool. His middle name's Leviathan. Yeah. Badass. Yep, so. Um, what does dad think about that? When he found he didn't out, give a shit. he didn't give a shit. No. Okay. He let me pick his name. Like we agreed on Dexter, but there's then... so many like ruined names for me. Where like names, I was like, I think I'd name my son that. And then like the persons that I meet, so, like the fucking guy, the pour over mm-hmm. guy, his name is a name I used to want to name a son of mine, and now I can't because that fucking skinny fucking <laughs> bitch ruined it. You never realize how many names you hate until you have to name a kid. Exactly. I have a list of names that I'm not even going to read because I don't want some cunts stealing them or ruining them. But just, I, it started out as dog names. Names I would name a dog. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of evolved into like cool just names I liked and would c- kind of collect. It's kind of what I'm talking about as far as like I like fake names and like cool names people kind of um, come up with. Do you remember like name you thought you wanted to name a child of yours long ago and you're like good god glad i didn't settle with that one like when i was picking a name no like when you were like a kid maybe when you're like ah i'll have a kid and i'll name them so i never wanted children yeah that's how it goes i I hate children good song (laughs) shout out to the adolescents so i never like i never really thought of names mm-hmm. okay like i mean there's names that i like just like i like the name ian and i have a really good friend named ian That's and cool. so like stuff like that but yeah i was never like if i have a kid i'm gonna name them this i know i know ian's but they always seem to be like white boys that are too tall and i don't like that oh. it's always some really tall white boy and you're like 
Well, I'm sure my son's going to be a very tall white boy, so yeah. maybe that would have been a good name for him. No, it would have been too typical. Yeah, but so, so yeah, he's Dexter, Dexter Leviathan. That's a badass middle name. It is. And people always ask me, like, if he's like, they're like, oh, like that show. Like, what show? What, what show? <laughs> Like I had a lady in a store, she was an employee and she was like, I was talking to him when he was like really little Uh and she was like, his name's Dexter. I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, like from that show. I'm like, what show? And she's like, the one on Netflix. Dexter's Lab. Well, no, I was like, (laughs) no, like what's it about? (laughs) And like just the fear on her face trying to explain oh, no. she... this show about a serial killer <laughs> to someone that she thinks has no idea like oh my what god so it was just that was so much fun i love that shit but... I, I have a couple dexter books around here somewhere but i also have a book that i wanted to get a baby name out of because i'm a... totally where i yeah, yeah that's why yeah. i grabbed it <laughs> Yes. Is I'm um, looking. Oh, you know what? This is this is quite a cool bookmark, by the way. That was a gift, I think, from Kylie when she went to Big Sur. Oh, that's I. My best friend loves be owls, so I like try to collect owl stuff for her. That's nice. I I liked owls, and then I realized like there's a lot of like, I just became this like kind of hipster thing, and I was like, oh, you guys are ruining owls. I'm over it. So I just kind of got over it but there's a straight up like list of names in here somewhere oh yeah i know let me find it i'm holding the satanic bible by anton zander levey who founded um the satanic church in san francisco in 1965 i want to say or maybe 1969 or 66 maybe actually i don't know i don't remember um let's see but yeah there's a straight up like fucking list of names and none of them i like quite wanted i was like "Eh, these aren't really totally palatable titles or names for people but also the way i passed off leviathan with like the family yeah yeah is that that's also the hebrew word for whale and it's also just the name for like a sea creature yeah yeah like the yeah that makes sense but and it's also like from it's in like the bible bible Mm -hmm. bible bible yeah because like his dad's side of the family's like really religious Uh not like really but like enough to where they really wouldn't like that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Like I'm reading all these names and none of them are really, um, really hitting the fucking coyote, Dagon, Dombala, Demogorgon, Diabolus, Dracula. Like metal bands. Yeah. Euronymous. There you go. There's a, the dude from, what is it? Mayhem or whatever. Or maybe his dark funeral. Do this in a black metal at all? You no. getting what I'm referencing? Okay. No. Ignore me then. Um, Ishtar, Hecate. That's just like Tecate with an H. That's lazy. He- Hecate. Hecate, is that how you say it? Greek goddess of the underworld and yeah, witchcraft. Was, yeah, oh, great. Say. There's going to be people listening to that. Oh my God, Hecate. They're going to start saying that shit. All these ladies who think they're witches. Loki, there you go. Marduk, that's a great band. But apparently they've had some white supremacist type shit going around, which sucks because... I really loved their music. <laughs> it was just really good. And I was like, uh oh. There's certain there's certain things where I like draw the line. Yeah, where I was like, okay, you know, can't be caught listening to that. 
<laughs> like I never want to be the guy that's like, no, Screwdriver has this one really good song. <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's great. But um, yeah. So yeah, I'm drawing a blank here. On what? On the Dexter story? Yeah. Where was I? In the late year. Yeah. Ooh, uh, names, names, Dexter. Yeah, your son has a cool name. Yeah. I don't even know where we're going with that. That's totally yeah, fine. We can bridge a new gap here. Um, I'm going to pause again because I have to fucking piss again, dude. I am I have a weak little bladder over here. Give me one second, people. I'm so sorry. I'm not that sorry, but I am back. I had a nice time in the bathroom. Washed my hands, dried them off, turned the fan on so no one could hear me what I was doing in there. I just took a piss, but I'm, I've become so, now that like people live here with me, like it's me, my mom, my brother. Like I have to fucking keep that fan on no matter what I'm doing. I'm just like I can't have people hear me. It's too quiet. I hate that. Like the noises the body makes in the bathroom. Yes, <laughs> it's fucking awful. Because I'm just like, ugh. I just wish like, you know what? There was this perfect moment of harmony. I went to go see Bill Burr in Santa Barbara, and before the show. It was before the show. Yeah, it was before the show. I went to the bathroom and it's nothing but just drunk men just shitting their brains out and pissing all over the urinals. It was like the paradise of poop. Poop and piss and par- is a poop and piss in paradise. It was amazing. It was just <laughs> just shitting their brains out and it was totally fine and it was loud and everyone's drunk and everyone's just pissing everywhere and I get gun shy sometimes I can't go stand up to a fucking urinal with a dude next to me sometimes I'm like oh looks like it's not gonna happen my dick gets all fucking shrivelly and it's like not happening it just goes back inside like a dog's so the same thing happens in girls bathrooms really at like concerts and shows and stuff oh everyone just Dude, I just remember I went and saw, was it, was it Def Leppard? I think I went. How could you forget about seeing Def Leppard? Just, Are you kidding? It was at the Mid-State Fair a couple okay. of years ago. It might, I don't know. Who the fuck was it? Anyways, I didn't, like, I just got brought along. Okay. Like, that's not my jam. But uh, I just remember going into the bathroom and like I'm sitting there and I like look over and there's like four pairs of feet in the stall oh, next no. to me. I was like, they're having a fucking party. In yeah, there. they are. Like, That's a Coke party. Oh, God. And like, yeah. So it was funny. And like, it's just it loud. Mm-hmm. Dude, women's restrooms are fucking gross. Yeah, too. they are. Y'all are nasty. Oh, God, yeah. Mm-mm. Like, men are default nasty. You guys one-up us because you're like, now we're alone. They can't see us. And you go, Wah! and you turn into the... F- I'm just kidding. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, because not only is there, like, piss everywhere, mm-hmm. but there's blood. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> it's so oh, gross. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like period blood's, like, a little cleaner than, like, regular blood you just find around. Like, because I've cause i been, like, walking home, and, like, there's been spots where people have been stabbed, and there's just, like, puddles of blood on the ground, and I'm like, oh, my God, gross, gross, gross. But, like, if I, like, my, like girlfriend's period blood or something was around, like, on underwear or something, and it's, I'm just like, oh, it's that's normal. 
like the idea of it's normal, but like it's actually really gross. I know it's really gross. Like, it's kind of, you know, it's a not a fucking turn on. <laughs> well, that's good. You know? Yeah. God. Okay. Let's get to something. Where the hell did my pen go? I lose my mind if I don't have my There it is. Um, I always have a pen on me. Like one like this because I draw with it sometimes. And it's it's always like in the same. It's been in the same spot in my pocket for maybe 10 years. Like I just, there you go. I, oh, I have a bunch of those. Those are fun. I don't my really get to them. I know it's so funny. I have like really nice pens for illustrating and I just use these like $6 ones that are just like almost like gel pens. These like uniball ones. Do you want to check it out? Fucking. Oh, these are nice. So I love nice. pen. I am like so nice right on the back there. Don't look at the notes. How dare you? It's so nice. It just, so I have like perfect. a weird, I'm not going to call it a fetish, but I love office supplies. <laughs> <laughs> so like pens they're kind of they're like, kind of like nice office supplies are can be really satisfying or like it's a almost new, like a like new a, notebook like you just yeah new notebooks are good i like te- the way textbooks smell no, new books textbooks. i like the way textbooks and those like weird it's like weird paper i love glossy. that I like that I like, like glossy, glossy paper, paper. <laughs> i'm not a huge fan but the way it smells oh man i'd Books. fall asleep smelling a textbook in school do you prefer new book smell or old book smell Ooh, let's see i have a very old book here there it is and then i have a very new book here. so I've, I've been told there's a reason that old books smell the reason they do and it has to do with like the paper starting to break down and it yeah. gives it that like vanilla smell uh, new book smell kind of reminds me of kylie for some reason and then book mm. i like the old book smell definitely yeah it's just oh it's it's like it's like chocolate or something it's like it's oh, like yeah. it's really good so i i study in the library at my at school a lot mm-hmm. and like i don't even use the books but i'll just like sit there and just like as you know just yeah <laughs> dude it's it's fucking awesome books i love going in old old bookstores and i feel like i can abandon my girlfriend and just be in a bookstore and just like to almost to her annoyance at how like long I can just look at books and look at but I mean if I could just go pillage a bookstore I think about the zombie apocalypse that will inevitably or like whatever yeah and I'll just be like oh my god I can't wait okay question yeah next question go for it would you loot a used bookstore or a new bookstore? Ooh, a new bookstore. Why? Because I already steal from used bookstores. I already do that. <laughs> All right. Because if if it's some place like if it's a thrift store or some place where there are turnover, like, like Phoenix Books, let's say. Well, let's see. Um, I stole this book from Phoenix Books. Actually, I wouldn't touch that. I, I put it right in my crotch is when I stole it. That was years ago, but I was just about to tell you. <laughs> That's how I was. This is how I, I stole American Psycho from Phoenix Books when I was 16, 17 years old. I shoved it in the front of my pants, walked around with it, getting a little pube sweaty on it. and uh, Tell me this after I touched Yeah, that's why I snatched it out of your hand. I was like, oh, I'm going to tell her this. She's going to hate me. But it, that was eight years ago, so I think the residue has subsided oh, okay. also i read it and got like 
intimate with this book in fucking school. Just like I got a lot of funny looks. We did book report. We had to do this like book report kind of thing where we'd like just do a little uh, brief like summary of what part of the book we're reading. And I was like in the middle. Have you ever read American Psycho? I have a funny story about that book, actually. Oh, all right. Well, let's hold off on that story. And I like read the the I had to report on the part and it was literally like where like the rat was chewing and coming out of her cunt or something it's like almost like exactly how he says it it was fucking brutal and my teacher she's like what's that like weird you're like reading like something like really weird aren't you it's kind of like dark and I was like that's all you have to say about it lady like did you not just were you were you actually that's when I realized like teachers don't really pay attention <laughs> As much as you think they do. You have a funny story about this book, American Psycho? I don't know if it's a funny story, but... All stories are funny. You just have to find it. So, I... I don't want to say I was close or friends, but... uh, Well, so my high school English teacher and me, like, Mm -hmm. talked a lot, like, Mm -hmm. outside of class and stuff. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was my senior year, we started, like, trading books. Oh, and that's some like fucking <laughs> r- romantic nerd shit oh it, no like it wasn't like that like pe- like i've talked about it before like mm-hmm. he wasn't ever like creepy like it wasn't like oh that, i'm not but, saying like, he was i'm just making fun of the situation but yeah we'd like trade books actually one of my favorite books is when he gave me but anyways so we were talking because i had done a report on less than zero mm-hmm and at that point, I was like really into Brett Easton Ellis, yeah. and I had gotten a copy of American Psycho, and I hadn't read it yet. Mm-hmm. But I was talking to him, and he hadn't seen the movie or anything. Oh wow! And I was like, "Here, I have the book. Like, oh, no. you want to borrow it? Oh no!" <laughs> and so, like, when it came time for him to give it back to me, there was like all kinds of like post-it notes in it. Oh no! <laughs> on like different pages, and he's like. This was uh, very, very interesting. <laughs> I was like, like at that time, because I was talking, mm-hmm. I, I was talking to someone else about it. I was like, yeah, I let him borrow American Psycho, and they're like, what the fuck? Like, what's why wrong would you do that? And I was like, oh shit, it's like a porno, like murder yeah. porn. Dude, it is crazy. Like, I tried doing this with Harley Flanagan's book because you can open up almost any pa- any part of that book, and there's some crazy shit going on. But I think I can open up a page right now and read something crazy. Oh, I'm sure of it. Do you want to do it? Yes. Okay, open it up. Okay. Because. Or wait, no, I don't have my glasses. Oh, you don't have your glasses? Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'll do it. Here, let me pick the page. How about that? Okay, you pick the page. Perfect. Okay. I like it. Teamwork. Oh, there's a post-it. There is? There was a post-it. Oh, I'm not going to find it. She's going to land on, like, when he's super descriptive about someone's outfit. I think. Oh, God damn it. There it is. (laughs) Nigga got fucked up is what it says. Oh, damn. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's not my handwriting, and I don't say nega, so this isn't (laughs) fucking... What is that from? Who did I let borrow this? Oh, you know what? Maybe it was... Okay, here. So, um... Is that fair that I picked that page? That's perfect. Yeah, there's a post. I didn't even know that post it was in there. I wonder who put that. I think I might have let my friend, um... Fucking, what's his name? Isaac borrow it, and he is a person of color so he can write that and say that as far as i can tell oh, sorry i said that out loud you didn't say the er the hard r 
but also it's intent that matters, you know? Okay. I mean, don't go around calling people the N-word people. Um, that's good that the, the post-it note said it, but we need to read something here. So, here. Hmm. This is like the worst page. There's nothing immediate. Like, this is exactly what happened with the fucking Harley Flanagan book. Theory debunked. Theory debunked. Well, there were dykes on here. It's not like super uh, fucked up, though. No, not at all. I'm out of there, outside, throwing up all the ham, leaning against a poster for Les Mis at a bus stop, and I kissed the drawing of Epony... Eponine? Eponine's lovely face, her lips, leaving brown streaks of bile smeared across her soft, unassuming face, and there were dykes scrawled beneath it. Loosening my suspenders, ignoring beggars, beggars ignoring me, sweat-drenched, delirious, I find myself back downtown in Tower Records, and I compose myself, muttering over and over to no one. Gotta return my videotapes. Gotta return my videotapes. And I buy two copies of my favorite compact disc, Bruce Willis, The Return of Bruno. Classic. Um... (laughs) Yeah, there's no, this is horrible. There's nothing on here. I thought with the post-it note it'd be something good. I know. Why did he put that? I don't even know. I see there's a couple other gaps in here. There might be. Oh, those are, that, those are the gaps. Yeah, honestly, I I feel like I've opened this book before and gotten to the gaps. And like, that's a good, good way. Oh, that, that was the post-it note. Yeah, nice. Real original. Let's try this again. Just to like fucking... Because, of course, we find there's a couple of pages, I guess, where it's, you know, Okay, exposition. I'm not even going to try this time. Okay. There we go. It's a post-it note page again. I'm just no, it's kidding. not. I know. Okay. I was like, is it? Sorry. This is all dialogue. This is fucking awful. Damn it. This is so bad. This is, like, the most dialogue-dense page. And then there's the post-it. Here. Let me put... I know what part... Mm. This book sucks. I hate this book. Oh my god. I feel like all the like really awful shit was like kind of in the beginning. No, not at all. Although I almost put the book down after he kills the homeless guy and steps on the dog's legs. Uh, yeah. I was like, that was the most horrifying shit I had read in my entire life up at that point. I was like 16, 17. I was like, oh shit. Damn. Yeah, I can't even see anything. Bad. Fuck this book. New subject. I'm so mad. But anyways, I was going to bring up Easton Ellis too um, after, since I grabbed that book um, and stealing books to answer your question. I would definitely loot a new bookstore just because I just want to go through and just like take all the books I've ever wanted off the shelf and take them home with me. I'll never read them. I'll be like the guy in Twilight Zone. My fucking glasses will break. Whatever. I'd do the same. I Well, I have. I've loaded up a backpack in the middle of Barnes & Noble. Oh, dude, it's perfect. I've stole, I stole this book from Barnes & Noble right here. Well, so back in high school, me and... Oh, shit. Another thing just came out. Is it another <laughs> hooker card? Another hooker card? No, it's a tattoo card. Oh. But um, in high school, me and my friend Victor... We're going through this like skinhead phase. Yeah. <laughs> and we stole. And for you idiots out there that don't know what a skinhead is, we're Do not talking about the white. Know? Dude, I have a coworker who's going to be on this podcast, um, Aiden Abbott. He's a really cool guy. He had no idea that like skinheads didn't 
originate oh, in Lord. white supremacy. Okay. <laughs> it was so. literally black people <laughs> and reggae music that yes. started. Yeah. Rude boys. That's right. But um, so we were going through this phase. Well, and we went in and found these books at Barnes and Nobles and just like loaded up. Mm-hmm. Like open backpack, middle of the aisle, like not a fuck given. Well, finding those little sensor sticker things. Yeah. Them oh, off. those are. Yeah. No, I, I that's so funny because I know that <laughs> I know the way I know it. I know the ways of the shoplifting. But uh, I don't steal anymore. Yeah. No, I, I can't remember last time I stole anything. Yeah. I stole some bananas from Walmart uh, this weekend, actually. I'm like so afraid of getting arrested I'm, now that I'm an adult. Oh yeah, I'm not. Well, and and have a child. It's like yeah. the last thing. I don't well, have a child. If they arrested me for bananas, it'd be the funniest story in the world. I also didn't pay for my bags at self checkout, so suck my dick. Everyone does that. Yeah. I, I once I realized like, oh, I'm the only one paying for them. I'm an idiot, and then I just you know stopped. Well, because if you go through the regular checkout, like most of the time they just give you the bags. Yeah, me too. I used to do that all the time when I w- was a checker at Walgreens. I'd be like, fucking here you go, fucking bag. I don't give a shit. Yeah, but so stealing from stores definitely a new bookstore. I feel like it's like almost morally wrong to steal from the used bookstores. See, they get those books donated, so I don't care. Yeah, but they're Same usually like a stores. small business, like a small, like... It's true, but I wouldn't steal from a bookstore that was struggling. Like the bookstore here, used bookstore here in Lompoc, I've never stolen from. And I would never. I love those people there. They're sweethearts. These couple ladies that work there, like I have this really nice relationship with them. And I go in there and I even, I don't order books on Amazon for me, I go through there. Oh, that's like, cool. Like a lot of the time, where I'll just be like wanting a book, and maybe I'll see if I can just get it. Cause I, I, I'm addicted to online shopping, but I love if I can just drive to the other side of town, grab something in person, and have a physical copy. Mm-hmm. Like I, that is so much more satisfying than fucking ordering something and then having it come in the mail and like, oh, here it is. Yeah, it's just lifeless feeling. That. So, that instant gratification. Yeah. Which online shopping is almost like sometimes that bing. Can just be. Just buy it and fucking dopamine. Those neurotransmitters. Those neurotransmitters, man. Now, they say that if you delay gratification for a lot of stuff, the... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so say you're looking well so the the example i was taught was like when you're looking forward to going and getting high like the yeah. anticipation of it oh yeah is like more like you get more of a rush from that than mm-hmm. actually like doing the drugs and it's a yeah anticipation is amazing but so so the, the longer you wait the like more the, the high is gonna yeah, be yeah yeah but so online shopping kind of fucks with people there's okay the internet is ruining society okay. thank god <laughs> i can't wait till it fucking ruins everyone and we have to start over in a new age you know what i mean like i want to see a hundred years from now when that fucked everyone over because the industrial age changed the way c- citizens and civilians of the world lived whatever um and like it's not the same thing like if you talk to a great grandparent of yours if they're still around mine are all gone but like it's not the same thing they they live in a completely different world they grew up in a different world like television radio and 
the internet and like all these different, even like young kids that are, you know, near in age, relatively speaking, but like are much younger, have a totally different experience. And it's like, I want to see how fuck, cause there's a lot, like part of me is like, I just want to live in the woods and you know, just in a yurt. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't live in a yurt, but I'd live in like, you know, like a cabin or just be like, oh, I want to be like on a farm or something. Like I want to be like more removed from technology and be, have like a more, um, hands-on life, like a more analog life. Cause I really appreciate analog things. I like analog oh, clocks and I like my fucking record player, even though I never use it. You know what I mean? I like CDs a lot more than I like fucking digital music. That's like borderline. It's borderline, though. but they've been around since the 80s. So, okay. you know, Fair 85, enough. born in the USA, Bruce Springsteen is the first CD. Really? I think so. Hmm. Pretty sure. I okay. hate that I know that because I love and hate Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Because I love his Nebraska album. And I love that I'm on fire song and like Kylie did that cover at the end of one of the episodes. And okay. I don't know shit about Bruce Springsteen, but that totally was fine. a beautiful song. Dude, it's a she great it. song she and really she good. fucking smoked it like a fat joint. Yes. Like a fucking, oh, it was great. Yeah. Love that. But, but um, well, I guess CDs, so CDs aren't borderline cause you still have to go out and buy them. Exactly. Like I, I used lo- to I take look at the CDs. I used to take my allowance mm-hmm. and ride my bike to Boo Boo's yeah. in, in five cities. In Grover, I remember. Used and to go be. buy my Green Day CDs. That's so cool. And ride my bike home. Nice. And then they closed down, and I was so sad. Yeah, I was bummed when they weren't there because I realized, like, oh, now it's this store I'll never get to go to, and yeah. then not go go there plenty of times. I get FOMO being in boo-boos how so there's nothing but a ton of music that i just want and i can't get and i'm always like like right now i'm like oh fuck i really want to go pick up um so and so's album or whatever or like i need to listen to more of that and then i'll get there and then i can't fucking think of it and i'm like god damn it what did i want when i was thinking about this place and now i'm here and then i'm like oh i need to look at all these uh, you know i need to look at the soul section because i don't listen to that enough and i'm like oh but then there's the the rockabilly and psychabilly i need to get back into that because you know memes are ruining that culture and you know they're tearing those fuckers apart and then i'm like well what about my punk roots and i'm like but damn i really want to go to like and see if they have any Vic chestnut or some obscure shit. And then I'm like, but the records. And then I have to look at the metal records and I'm like, I get so, but then I'm like, Oh, look at all these cool t-shirts. I'm like, but then they have the books about the fucking musicians I love. And (sighs) (sighs) it's fucking stressful. Yeah. I had a boo-boo's gift card from Christmas and I went in, I looked at everything. You couldn't. I bought books. Dude, you (laughs) asshole. (laughs) I bought yeah, I yeah. bought books with my boo-boo's gift card and I'm so bummed because I didn't, I forgot that they can like order stuff. Yeah. Because I asked, I That's was like, hey, do you have like this album? And they're like, no, we don't actually have anything by them. And I was like. When people say, oh, we could always order it. I'm like, I want it now, bitch. No, I don't care. No, you didn't even tell me that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, God damn it. But yeah. But I found in my stuff, mm-hmm. which it was kind of funny because I remember getting in an argument with the guy at Boo Boo's because yeah. I was like, I didn't use all my gift card uh-huh. and like, I swear there was some left, but I just brought the card back. Yeah. I didn't know that they print it on a receipt. Oh. And I was like, well, they didn't give me that receipt yeah. with the extra. Okay. So it's been like 
several years i found the receipt oh, no but so now i have like 18 dollars of store credit at oh, Boo-Boo. Shit. so i'm like well now i can go back and buy like music. Make, make sure that guy's not there he'll remember your ass in that argument yeah <laughs> well no i like know him too because i had i had to mm-hmm. deal with him a lot when i worked at slow brew because i'd go mm-hmm. like pick up the yeah. tickets and like every oh, time i see him i'm like that's where we're oh. going next oh i knew it first of all um I don't want to cut you off. Keep talking about. You're no, good. okay. No, it, that that was it. Like every time I saw him after that, I'm like, <sighs> this oh, fucker. God. Okay, so we're gonna go to October of 2013. I think the yeah. one time we ever hung out. <laughs> yeah. Well, it might have been. Yeah. 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 Okay, I think so. So this was like, I want to say either the day after or the week of. Um, my ex Clara breaking up with me. Yes. I was devastated at this point. Cause I had just been in a long-term relationship with someone as a young kid, put all this emotional energy into it. And now I didn't have that. And I was very upset and very heartbroken. And now I was quite alone. It's a very lonely feeling when you are a young kid and you don't have to um, be independent and you can rely on someone else to kind of buffer your feelings or process your feelings with and I didn't have this and I was very upset and I don't remember if how I found out or if you reached out to me but this band Fucked Up was playing I still have the poster it's right around here somewhere we'll get there um, I think it's like, uh, like down there or something in the pile yeah it's been moved a couple times, but um, I got fucking what? It was, you gave me like fr- like free ticket, like entrance. You got me into the show. So it was flag. No, 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 no. Oh, no. This no, is a different This is show. a different story. We'll get to that. That's okay, next. That's okay. next. I'm talking about fucked up. Maybe. Yes, because yeah. I didn't go, but I, yeah, I got you tickets. You got me, yeah, into fucked up. Or you said you were working the door. You can just get me in. It's an 18 and over show. It was a late show at 10 p.m., Yes. And there was like no one there. And I had, I don't know how I got there actually. I think I had gotten the bus up there and then you might've driven me home to your house, your apartment that night. Yes. Okay. That's right. It's all coming. It's yeah. There was a lot of alcohol during that time. Amen. Yes, there was (laughs) actually, I didn't drink for the first time until about a month and a half, like a month and a half after that was Mm -hmm. the first time I drank. So I was still like totally sober. I was like straight edge or whatever. And I saw this band fucked up and I was by myself and I was in my feelings as they say these days. And it was amazing. I watched this fucking guy I want to say his name's da- Damien Abraham. I um, I might be wrong. He actually has a podcast called Turned Out a Punk, um, where he interviews people who have like uh, roots in punk music or in the past or have those kind of like, dude, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty cool. I don't listen to it too often, but um, I really enjoy when he like, I don't know, I think he might have had Jack Black on or something. And I thought that was pretty cool. But I saw this show and it... I haven't talked about this in a long time, so I'm trying to like collect my thoughts and feelings, but I was totally alone. I was very quiet. I remember what I was wearing even. It was just a very like visceral memory. And I saw this band 
and I was entirely by myself because you were either at the door working, you weren't around, but you got me in the show and there wasn't many people around. It was a small show. It was a late show. No one really going there. And this guy had this really fun, emotional show and was very open. And at one point was like, he's a hardcore band. So he, he was like jumping on people's tables, walking across and stealing their drinks during like the song. And I only knew fucked up from this spin magazine I got like a couple years before. And then I knew about this album that turns out, turned out to be like one of my favorite albums. And like, I have a tattoo idea about it now, but it was so refreshing to like feel something other than being sad. And he opened up about getting to meet Johnny Ramone on like a high school um, field trip or something. And what a big deal that was to him. And then about being like a fat kid who wore sweaters during the summer. And I was like, fucking same, you know? And it was just like this really cool fucking moment. And I don't know, you got me the poster after you're like, Oh, here, I got you this poster. Here's a poster after the show. And I think you might've driven me home that night. I think so. I want to say that. Driven, driven to your house, your yeah, place. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm trying to remember because I know, I thought, I thought you came and stayed when we went to Flag. But Kuko was with us. Maybe. No, he was. I remember. Because we'll get to that story because we ended up having to meet yes. you at your, yes, 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 your Prius. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's all coming back now. Yeah, okay. So, I don't know. But it was... I just wanted to bring that up and thank you because that was one of my greatest memories. And my favorite memories of concerts are ones I'm entirely alone at. I saw off by myself. I saw fucked up by myself. I saw I hate God by myself. I mean, there was people who facilitated me being there, but, um, like, you know, Peter from blood moon got me tickets and I drove up with him and everyone to go see. I hate God. But they were over at the... What? Oh, that show. At Sweet Springs? No. Oh, God. I didn't even go to that one. No, this was before. This was before that. I went to, in San Francisco, at Brick and Mortar. Okay. In, like, central San Francisco, downtown San Francisco. Okay. I thought you... Yeah, yeah. I didn't go to Sweet Springs one. Some crazy shit happened at that show. What happened to the Sweet Springs one? David... (laughs) Okay. Uh (laughs) Write it down. I'll tell you once you finish this story. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I have a I hate God shirt right behind me that I was bringing up in my last podcast that I scrapped. Okay. Um, So I don't know. Yeah. Just like all my favorite shows have been where I, someone like dropped me off or got me in and I just kind of was solo. It was really nice. It was fucking awesome. And I they're like really like emotional experiences. You, You remember like your first like psychedelic trip? Yes. Yeah, it was a big deal, right? You're like, wow. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare, but, <laughs> but you will never forget it, right? Oh, yes, definitely. That's how those shows are for me, and that's how Fucked Up was, and I will never forget it. And it was one of my favorite. I don't even listen to Fucked Up, like, now. But that show, and, like, that was such a big deal to me. It made me feel really good. I was really happy. It was like, oh, shit, things are going to be O-fucking-K. Oh, that makes and me they so were. happy. They were. I had a terrific couple months after that a lot of alcohol and a lot of other unmentionable shit and then i ended up meeting kylie like 
four months later. Well, I'm glad I could be a part of that then. Thank you. Yeah, because like, I don't know. I have experiences like that too. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, there's those people for me that I, you know, like they did something, mm-hmm. which I think is like something small for them, but like it had is a huge significant impact. for you. Yeah. But like, I never realized, I don't know. This, I don't ever think about like how I could do that for, for someone. someone else. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I've ever done anything like that for anyone. You, you might have, you just don't know. Exactly. Maybe I'm totally selfish and I've never done something like that. I doubt that. Maybe. But I can't think of a time when I really like did something that might have meant a lot to someone like that though if i have you get, fucking shoot me a tweet guys or dm me let me know if i've ever because i want to know i'm not just trying to be self-serving and try to be like make myself feel good if i've ever done that please let me know um but fucking that and then okay tell me about the sweet spring show and then we'll get to flag okay so i went to i hate god and i took david Toro? Toro. Okay, I, see, I, I don't forget. know him, David. Because uh, you said David earlier, and I had to remember. Yeah, so I th- forget. That's okay. You can call him David. That's fine. Okay. Well, I, re- I like, refuse to call him Choro. Yeah, doesn't that mean, like, shit or something in Spanish? So yeah. I was like, it's I'm not going to call you that. Anyways. Yeah. So, I brought him, and then I think I brought Tristan, too. Mm-hmm. Either way, Tristan was there, too. Yeah. So, there's the opening bands going on. Something happened and David fell and like hit his head on a corner and like got knocked out. I don't know if I'm telling you. Anyways, long story short, someone carries him over and like lays him out on the pool table. (laughs) And then like (laughs) the paramedics come, but the sheriff came too. like all the first responders and like Tristan's getting in their faces, telling them to like that. He's fine to leave him alone. And because he doesn't have insurance and like mm. they're going to take him to the hospital. Uh, Tristan got arrested. Oh. So the sheriffs took him and then the paramedics took David to the hospital. And I was like, well, fuck, I brought him. So I have to go with him. <laughs> <laughs> and so I left and I fucking missed. I hate Damn God. it. Are you kidding? Oh, my God. Holy I was shit. so pissed. Oh, and my like, God. <laughs> so I think... Someone, Carly, I think it was Carly. Dolliger? No. That's the only one I know. Carly Davis. Oh, I think we used to be friends on Facebook, but I I was like, we're not real life friends, so. Yeah. She, but, was, she was on the one of those like delete sprees. Oh, yeah. I don't she's I've not, never met yeah. her. <laughs> she's not doing very good. She's in the hospital actually, has been for a couple, almost a whole year now. Oh, well, at least she's somewhere safe. Yeah. Um. But anyways... <laughs> I'm going to put a pin in that. Um, Yeah. But anyways, so she came with me, like, and so we just sat in the ER with David and they stitched him up and I was like, well, fuck, it's late. I'll just take you guys home. Mm. But it was just a lot. Yeah. Just, and it's funny because I still bring it up when I Mm -hmm. see him and Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, he's like, I was fine. It's like, dude, you were bleeding. You had a gash in your head and you lost consciousness. That's not fine. That's so. like TBI. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get out of there. Yeah. So that that's that's it. That's I love I picturing gotten. Tristan getting mad at cops just to like keep up his punk cred too. It happens often. It's <laughs> happened several times. I'm it's not, not surprising when it happens. I'm not surprised at all. I think he hates me. Um 
I probably. mean, probably, <laughs> I don't know if he hates me, but I feel like he, I'm no longer the kind of person that he liked when we, we were friends. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, like punk is like this funny phase to me now. It's not like my life. Not a lifestyle. Anymore. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. So we, we went separate paths easily. That's fine. Everyone does. Also, vegans don't really get along with me too well <laughs> nowadays. Oh, I've had I have, I have this friend that I'm trying to I was trying to get on on here who's vegan and then another friend told me about like some shit he was talking about like coming on and like you know being all fucking like showing me what's what and dropping knowledge on me and I was like, "Oh, ew, gross. That's not why I was going to have you on at all. I wasn't going to argue with you." Well, and so I was like, "All right, never mind." Yeah, I mean, I listened to you talk extensively about veganism mm-hmm. on another episode. Yeah, with uh, Mike, yeah. And he, like, I really liked his approach to it. Like, he was very... I, I, I just DM'd him the other day, make, making fun of it. He shared really? he shared something about um, um, free food trucks giving vegan foods to homeless people and i was like what kind of insult to injury is this bullshit they're homeless and now you feed them that garbage those poor hobos you and know he, there's he got a, a crack whole, out of it like political movement based on that like what food not bombs food not bombs no. yeah they feed the homeless and they like it's like non-harm and so they only or they try to only do like vegan food and they do it in food trucks not food trucks but like oh like anarchist gatherings i don't know it's i did a whole report i feel like there's a better way you can do that more effectively yeah it's well it's kind of like a big fuck you but it re, look it up read it read about it sometime food not bombs yeah, yeah. I, that sounds kind of familiar i feel like i've definitely seen like a a sticker on some crust punks um like changed can or something <laughs> Food yeah, or his bike or his fixed gear. Yeah, it's probably something I've seen on uh, Tristan's fixie. <laughs> but um, yeah, Mike, I liked his uh, like it was very respectful. I guess like I don't know. Some yeah, vegans are like fuck dude. you. Like. Oh, it's hilarious, <laughs> and it's like how could you say fuck you to someone who could rip you in half, yeah. tiny man? <laughs> oh, I man. love saying that. Oh, you're vegan. Cool. Let's go run around the track. See how well it serves you. But, okay, oh, so sorry, sorry, vegans. Yeah, I'll I'll go eat vegan food with you. I'll go, you know, I'm not an asshole person. So KK was vegan for a long time, and like my dad just loves to give her shit about Whoa. it. Like any, like she made us some like vegan burgers once, and like to this day, he's like, "Are you co- like?" If she's cooking for us, yeah. he's like, please tell me it's not the beet burger. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jesus. Like, like, you're such a dick. Just leave her alone. So but. I actually went to, um, what is it? The Cheesecake Factory mm-hmm. with Kylie and her mom uh, last Sunday. And she got, her mom got a um, Impossible Burger. And do you know what those are? I've heard of them, but I don't know like what's. It's just in them. um, well, exactly. Um, <laughs> first of all, exactly. There shouldn't be a. Li- you should eat whole foods. If there's more than five ingredients in your foods, you're probably like not eating something good for you. Anyways, 
forget that. So she got the Impossible Burger, and she thought it was delicious. And I was like, oh, I'll try it. Maybe it's really good. It's supposed to taste just like a burger. And I've been cooking my own burgers lately at, like, to feed myself because I'm like that. I need to be cooking at home, not going out, eating bad stuff. So I've been cooking, like, a lot of burgers by myself. And there's this guy I follow who's a has proponent of the carnivore diet. So I'm just like, oh, I'll just eat, like, more meat and see how that changes things and see how that works out. So I've been eating more, a lot more meat. And, um, I took a bite of the burger and I was like, nope, that's not okay. That is not good. I was like, okay, you're crazy lady. Cause she's like, I mean, she's not crazy, but she's, I think vegan right now, her mom for like health reasons, Oh, okay. Um, which is kind of funny. Cause I read countless things about people having adverse health effects from mm-hmm. a vegan diet because after a few years it just diminished returns. You know, anyone's going to have a good change of health when they start eating more vegetables, mm-hmm. but then you eat too much, it's fucking bad. Yeah. Or not too much of vegetables. Anyways, I'm not going to split hairs here. not going to go into that. I had an Impossible Burger and it was bad. It was gross and I was like, that was awful. I I know that there's no way a, this tastes better than a regular burger. There's nothing, there's like no substitute. No like, substitute. Like uh, a lot of vegans I know eat jackfruit. What's jackfruit? I've oh, heard you, I've heard okay, of a jackfruit, okay. but I don't know what it is. So basically what it is, it's a fruit and the texture of it when you cook it is kind of like pulled pork. Like oh, okay. the texture is. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. And so they say like if you mix it with like mm-hmm. barbecue sauce, like it even mm-hmm. looks like it. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, I know. I, I've, I've seen this. Now. It's still really sweet. Really like sweet. it does not taste yeah. like pulled pork no yeah. matter what you do. If you want to see, that's one thing. Another thing I dislike about that kind of change of diet stop imitating foods like you can already have just fucking eat meat oh i look at me i'm pretending i'm eating meat fuck off you need to make a new fucking set of goddamn words for the food you just made and stop calling it that oh it's vegan chicken no it's not it's not even you can't even call it that take the chicken word away that is our word you can't use it. But they spell it different. Oh, and it's like, cool, now you're literate and eating badly? Fuck off. <laughs> I see you feel strongly about this. I do. I hate that it's like, oh, vegan ice cream. It's not. It's not. It's not ice cream. Don't call it that. Fuck off. Call it something else. Vanilla sorbet. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Call it whatever it's made out of and then tell me how fucking appetizing it sounds. Because if you're still calling things the name of the food you're no longer eating and now judging people for you're you're it's a slippery slope back to what you're being so fucking um sanctimonious about okay hold on though have you ever had vegan ice cream um yeah like tofuti i don't know if it's tofuti but i've had some dude tofuti Is is so good to be look um to be fair I am not an ice cream person. I don't give a shit about ice cream. Oh god, I'm very I sorry. love ice cream. I can't. I can't even comment because I don't really care about ice cream. Okay, never mind. Then. Like it, I could go the rest of my life without having ice cream and be okay. Seriously, that's like sacrilegious in my house. Isn't that weird? Yeah, like yeah. I know a lot of people think it's weird. Kylie thinks it's weird, and I'm I mean that's like, probably good. You know, I just I don't know, man. I had like the cheap ice cream in those big tubs when I was a kid and it just reminded me of being poor and having it melt in the bowl and Should just being thrifties? sad and no 99 cent scoop of ice cream oh, at like no. Rite Aid. No, I, I've done that now. Like I'll enjoy some ice cream, but it's really not happening. I never intentionally go. I have to be high 
to want ice cream. Okay. And even then, it's like I smoke weed about as often as people eat ice cream. I mean, I eat a lot of ice cream. <laughs> I knew so. you were going to say, I was like, how many people like really eat a lot of ice cream? But yeah. All right. So let's go back and talk about flag. Oh, fuck. All right. Here, let me bring it, bring it back now. Yeah. I'm going to take the headphones off for a second. Let me prepare for this because up until I told this story on Chris's yes. podcast. Yes, you did. And the, oh my God. I love hearing this story because it's so damn funny. <sighs> This is, yeah. Okay. So August 2012, Clara Cobb drives me and my friend Kuko from, I want to say Napomo or AG Five Cities to Slow, Slow Brew, San Luis Obispo. And we go see Flag, which is an alternative lineup of past, previ- like previous Black Flag members of the band. And it's the closest thing to the original black flag you'll ever hear and it's amazing you get to hear the original vocalist keith morris do the original songs and he does henry rollins songs too and he does des cadena's songs and it's amazing and des cadena's there playing guitar and he even does the last song it's like american nightmare or something i forget what it's called and I was like, that might, I think that's a Misfits song even. And he was in the Misfits later on. So it's like this big fucking deal. You, we have, I think Dukowski was the bassist. I forget who the drummer was. But it's like some of the biggest names of the most important parts of Black Flag. My eyes are starting to focus. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Sorry. Um, and I have up until this point have been full-fledged in my punk phase for seven years now it's like the epitome of like i started in sixth seventh grade with sex pistols this is my first cd i ever bought was never mind the bollocks and i'm all the way into high school gotten into the hard stuff the hardcore the black flag the adolescence the circle jerks like the hardcore punk seeing keith morris do this fucking music is was like gonna be the highlight of my adolescence no no pun intended um and we're in the middle of the show i'm moshing my ass off um i can't remember if pillars is there because i'm trying to be safe and avoid him in the mosh pit um and i don't even know if he was there honestly just shout out to him anyways away gotcha anyways um so i'm trying to get near the front i want to see keith morris this man's vocals to the nervous breakdown ep has been the soundtrack for like my angst for years now and it's really important to me i want to see i want to get closer i want to see this guy and i'm everyone's shoving each other pushing each other moshing circle pitting and i'm just pushing and shoving and i'm trying to like just kind of squeak my way through to get front there's like two or three people in front of me and I get to like near the front and then I'm almost there. I just want to see, I just want to get closer. I just want to see it. Cause it's just like, this is the most exciting fucking thing. I can't wait. And this fucking lady turns around, gives me the evil look in her eyes, pulls out her big fucking cunt nails and grabs me by the neck and just 
squeezes and I have a giant neck. It, it from the back of my spine to my fucking Adam's apple is quite a big neck. It looks like I just have this big pole right there. So it doesn't really hurt me, but I'm like, ew, you're scratching me. You're going to give me some like tetanus shit. I know punk people are not clean. I don't want her fucking nails touching me, scratching me, getting that gross, grimy. I don't know what phase into punk she is. Maybe she's in the crust punk phase. I need that shit off me. So I grab her wrist and I push it off. I don't do it violently. I don't smack it. I don't grab it and like, slut. You know, I just, I grab it and I go, oh, like I just push it, push it off. Like I parry it. Like if you're in boxing and someone throws a punch at you, you just move the, the hand to the left. And you, go, you parry it and you push it the way. I just push it out of my way. And for whatever reason, she was with some assholes, some skinheads. And they saw that and thought that I was hurting a lady. So they white knighted themselves and then started to push and shove and fight me. And I was like, oh, a mosh pit. Okay. I got my roots of moshing at hardcore shows, like hard, hardcore dancing where people are throwing fists and legs and stuff. And I'm a skateboarder. I have great balance at this point in my life. I'm a young man. No one's pushing me over. I have no problem. People pushing me, shoving me. I'm pushing back. And I have, I had the wrestling coaches and football coaches on my ass all throughout school trying to get me on one of their fucking teams or some bullshit. I am a thick kid. I have no problem. I fucking push them back and I shove them all around. And then they start like throwing things at me fists mainly so i start kind of hardcore dancing so i'm throwing elbows and fists and like and i'm back breaking and i'm going into crowds knocking a couple of them down they did not like this so the owner of certain sparks randall cena sees this and goes whoa thinks i'm starting trouble fighting these people grabs security points me out it's like the last two fucking songs it's the last song points me out and security grabs me and takes me and i'm such a like good boy like never got in trouble and i'm like oh what, what, what's going on i was like what why are you grabbing me dude it doesn't it doesn't even dawn on me that like oh i was like fighting these people kind of and i get taken out the back to the alley by the security and i fucking miss out on flag and then you're like in the hallway and i was like and you were like um you uh pissed off the wrong guy um i need to get you out of here and i'm like okay so i so we go through the back and go through the back door back hallway whatever and i go into the alley and my friend kuko that came with me is already out there and his hands like busted up i was like hey dude uh i just got kicked out what happened to you he's like oh you know when nervous breakdown came on i was like yeah greatest moment of my life up until this point he's like yeah well I broke someone's nose <laughs> when it came on. So I was like, oh, he's like, I knew when that song came on, I was going to pick someone and I was going to break their nose. And I did. And I was like, I don't know why I got kicked out, but I apparently we need to get out of here. So uh, let's go back to the parking lot in the bank where they don't tow you. Well, you don't have to pay for parking. So we had to go fucking meet you after the show at your car. I'm like still like I'm getting all adrenaline now. I'm still like all like. What just happened? Was I, someone's going to kick my ass? Like, oh, apparently I p- bumped into the wrong guy. I don't know who he is or why or what happened. 
but the way the scared look on your face scared me and i was like those losers that i was knocking all over the place i was like great they're gonna gang up on me because they need more and they're gonna try to fight me and i did not fight at all so the really funny thing about all of that is like my friends that like that those people were yeah like in at the time i was like really panicked i was like oh uh-huh. fuck like they're gonna kick dallas's ass yeah no they they wouldn't thank god because <laughs> like, i have this idea of some assholes that live in slow that i will forever have to like conflict with because of this no they're like some of the mellowest dudes like they're both dads now oh, like cute. they just like our kids hang out mm-hmm. well one of them yeah but- well, we were all kids then too yeah but it's just funny like thinking back to that and i'm like well i guess there wasn't such a rush to leave i was like yeah. i kind of feel bad it was it was like the last song and it was like eh, i don't give a shit about this song but maybe they did an encore after and i missed it and i don't know i don't but remember. they did everything it was so amazing that was the longest set list i've ever seen in my life and it, they're punk songs so they're short but it was still like a 30 song set list and they had it taped it was so cool they had the set list taped to the fucking stacks so everyone could see what song was next and it was like my war is next why is keith morris doing henry rollins song i don't know but it's the greatest thing of it's like i don't know it's awesome it's it's like i don't know what to describe it as but it's like if so and so did so and so song that'd be amazing i don't know it was a lot of fun dude yeah. a lot of fun but because of that and because of you taking me out of there and because of that bitch clawing my neck because i wanted to see my hero at the time and then those guys like wanting to fight me and then the me getting kicked out from doing what everyone else was doing instead of them it was like oh punk stupid i hate it so i that was like the last time i gave a fuck about like anything punk or punk rock or anything i was like i'm done i'm over wow i was like fuck this and fuck all of them i hate them and then i like went back to my roots of like stoner metal and sludge metal and then got into like more post-punk and stuff like that i did not know that yeah wow so because of that i basically came i essentially might have came home and just tore my punk posters down because i was like fuck this and fuck them that was the stupidest thing i was just trying to have a good time and it was ruined by the people i thought wouldn't ruin it so i uh and then i found a couple months later when i was at um certain sparks we were in like one of the recording studios and i was like oh cool you have an off poster they're awesome i just saw flag a couple months ago and uh it sucks i got kicked out and Randall's like, that was you? And I was like, that was you? Oh, so I hated Randall for a long time because of that. But I got over it because I was a child and now I'm an adult and it doesn't really matter. And it's a fucking hilarious story to look back on. It is. I like hearing you tell that story. Thank you. Good times. Oh, I miss Slow Brew. So, Me like, too. Like, real Slow Brew. Yeah, I, I haven't been to a show in this slow brew i refuse i haven't set i've been through the door really i've been to those um like uh drag shows there though no i refuse i won't go it's just it's not the same thing it's it's like it's weird it's like a nightclub it feels like a nightclub in there a little bit 
yeah get that vibe but it's not fucking grimy slow brew like it was where there was the divider kids on this side adults 21 or older on this side and i was never old enough to be on that the side at the time big ass pole in the middle yes that we all moshed around and i hit oh man i had this um we brought up uh carly dolliger or i brought up carly dolliger um at, at an attic show she was on my shoulders and we we're moshing and she got bumped and I fucking lost oh, my footing shit. and she smacked her head on the pole and I was like, oh shit. I thought you, you couldn't okay? get pushed over. I I was fine. I just got pushed into the thing. She it, I was fine and then the momentum, the like the force was like whoosh, it whiplashed her on top and she got hit into the pole. Yeah. So that I set her down. Dangerous. I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. Like, I don't know, funny shit too, because like I've had friends climb the pole. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, like at a horror pops show, mm-hmm. one of the hundred they had there. I know I had no idea. <laughs> Missed out on that. <laughs> my friend Cameron was trying to get. So my mom was taking pictures. She did house photography for them for a long time. Oh, okay. And my friend Cameron was trying to get like a senior picture. Oh and no so he way! Fucking How scaled cool. the pole. Jesus. All the way to the top and like I shit you not Patricia Day just stops and is like what is this fucking asshole doing up here <laughs> like just talking shit oh, to him. No. And I was like oh fuck and like he just kind of hung out for a bit but like then security came and like kind of got him down and it, then they started back up. It, but I was it's like, amazing when like the, like the front man or the vocalist or someone in a band like acknowledges you and breaks the like fourth wall of like, oh, you're real. I'm real. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. One of my favorite things there was when like people would be in the crowd and like bands would just like talk shit to them or, mm-hmm. like, or like hecklers. Oh, yeah. And it's so funny because I was like, ooh, this is like uncomfortable. But now I go to comedy shows and I'm like, oh, they were amateurs at that shit. You ever watch like comedy, like stand up live, like a professional comic? No. Dude, hecklers can go fuck themselves. You might as well see someone get executed. It is fucking hilarious. I can't remember what it was, but Bill Burr destroyed some heckler. And he has like a couple specials where someone's heckling and he just lights them on fire. It is the just I oh, man, I fucking dream of being able to be so utterly savage and murder someone's feelings like that for heckling oh well they deserve it though exactly i can't wait i'll I'll have to watch some of those that sounds because it was always so funny like um gutter mouth Mm. always at the gutter mouth shows but what's his fuck just loved talking shit like Uh oh that's funny yeah It's like people don't realize they want to be like comedians when they're doing it and they realize they're not comedians. And then that's how like fights start at shows is because people are no longer because you can heckle at a band. It no one stops the show, Mm -hmm. you know, like no one kicks you out, you know, if you start. But then they say something back and then you start fighting, then you get kicked out. But if you heckle a show, they'll fucking bounce you, get you the fuck out. They'll let the comedian play with you a little bit. Well, I've seen someone get kicked out for heckling at a show. Ooh, like at really? A, yeah. It was, it wasn't Yeah, like I'm band, not saying though. it doesn't happen, but. Yeah, it was at uh, MC Chris. What's MC Chris? I, I can't even explain. Just look it up sometime. Okay. But it was kind of like, I don't want to say hip hop, but if you know, you know. Yeah. 
But okay. anyways, so someone was in the crowd like heckling him, mm-hmm. and like he got mad and was like, "Well, yeah, because th- I guess at that point you're interrupting someone's performance." Well, and this was a sold out show, and oh, so dude got kicked out. Damn. And I was like, "Well, I'd be on the waiting list. Like, hey, if anyone get kick- gets kicked out, let me up, let me in. <laughs> I'll replace them." Yeah, I would have been so pissed, but I also like wouldn't heckle someone. So. That's my dog, Remy. Hope everything's okay down there. Oh, no. Is he outside? I don't know. Maybe someone just delivered something? Huh. What happened at the MC Chris show? Just got kicked out? Was yeah, he just heckling? You got oh, okay. kicked out. There you go. But it was funny because I'd never seen that before. Oh, like someone yeah. actually get I can't think of up. a time when someone got kicked out other than me at a fucking show, so... <laughs> That's nice. I guess I've seen other people get pulled by security and kicked out. And I'm just like, heh, loser. Like, I was so devastated. I was like, I'm the guy you're kicking out? I'm one of them? I'm a bad noodle? I'm a good noodle? You know, it was one of those moments, definitely, for me. I should have gotten kicked out once. But the only reason I didn't is because I worked there. Yeah. I ended up getting suspended from work. I got in a fight. Oh, shit. (laughs) You can get suspended from work? I thought that shit stopped in high school. So I wasn't on, I wasn't even on the clock, but cause oh. I had been doing hospitality for this show. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's right. I, was, I had been like drinking in the back with the band. Yeah. And like, by the time I was off work, I was like, okay, I wanted to stay for the show. Yeah. And I was in the pit and this chick was being an idiot. And so I just like, beating the shit out of her there you go and like like i fell and so i like pulled her down with me and like rolled damn why i feel like i know about this what show was this i think it was it was altercation it was oh, like jesus i'll never fucking go to one of their shows i hope they're not a band anymore they're not good but it was talk about assholes <laughs> they're my friends the assholes start fights if you know it, it shows yeah, that well, it was me. I started it. Misguided <laughs> testosterone is what hardcore shows are. Oh, that's great. But um, yeah, they and live th- up to their name, or yes. at least did at one show. Yes. But next thing I know, I'm like in the air, and like I turn in my yeah, like just fucking getting air. scooped up. Oh shit! Uh, and it was one of the security guards, and he like took me to the back and was like you can't be fighting people yeah fuck <laughs> i was like okay everyone's gonna be scared to come here because that fucking crazy lady that fights people is here <laughs> working now yeah Can you imagine not being able to go back to the show because the lady at the doors and we beat the shit out of you well that's why so i didn't get suspended until a couple weeks later i don't know why it took that long for my supervisor to find out about it but yeah, she's like, she's like, whether you're on the clock or not, like I can't, like, yeah. I can't have you fighting people at shows. Fair enough. It's true. But it's just funny. Cause like, I like now I'm like, I would, there's not. no reason to fight people unless you're defending the safety of you or a loved one. There's no reason to ever be in a fight. I was, I was drunk. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, I know I can't, I don't think I've ever gotten a drunken fight. That's my one and only. I've gotten in acid fights, but not fucking oh drunken fights. Here, let me pause this. Go check on that fucking dog. Okay. Remy's fine. He's not fucking chewing the neighbor's leg off or anything. Um, you were telling me about you are a huge proponent of people doing school however they can. Yes. 
So why is that? Like what kind of school? Like finishing call, like high school or like what? Where'd that how'd that start? And realistically, like any school, like um, so I went to college right out of high school, and because I like knew what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. I wanted to do rec management and become like a festival manager. Oh, that's cool. Like do shows yeah. and stuff. Fuck yeah. And I did that for a couple... Well, that's when I was working at Slow Brew. Like, all of my work kind of went along with what I was going to school for. And then, like, a lot of stuff happened. But I dropped out of school. Mm -hmm. And I kept being like, well, I want to go back. I want to go back. But I don't want to go back for the same thing. But I don't know. And it wasn't until I met this friend who had a lot of the same interests as me Mm -hmm. and had told me that he had gone to school for psychology before and we talked about it a lot and I was like oh that sounds kind of cool like I could do that and I always used to like harass him because he dropped out of school too and finally I was like why do I keep giving you a hard time about going back to school and I'm not even in school and like at this point too, I had my son. I was working. I'd been working retail for a couple of years, and I hated it. and was just miserable. And basically, was like, how do I improve my situation? Because working in retail, I'm not gonna go anywhere. I'm never gonna be able to support. Yeah, not myself. very soul serving. No, not at all. <laughs> like people treat you like shit. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and then you end up yelling at people. <laughs> but. And so finally I went in, I signed up for school. I did one summer class and then was like, oh. What class? Just intro psych. Oh, okay. So I had switched my major to psychology. Gotcha. Um, this was around the time that I was like seeking therapy for the first mm-hmm. time and like getting into, you look like yeah. you're going to say something. Yeah, I, I, I was. I was going to say I, I witnessed uh, kind of like this progression you tailored on social media with this and i'm kind of aware of like that's so funny like you saying that and then me going like oh yeah i remember that and it seemed like she was doing school more and then there was like the she had her kid and she worked at best buy and yeah and then going to treatment and like yeah. All oh, kinds oh yeah oh yeah going to treatment. okay yeah I didn't even... yeah that's actually fine. that was kind of so that was only my second semester back mm-hmm. so i did the summer class and then the next semester i took just a couple more classes. I ended up leaving to go to inpatient treatment. And like one of my teachers was like, yeah, just like come back when you're out and we'll pick up from there. And I had to drop another class. But anyways, like that kind of gave me the motivation, like, oh, like I can still do this, like no matter how I have to do it. And then, so like, I, I just, I don't know. Anytime I run into someone that's kind of like stuck or just, doesn't seem happy or like mm-hmm. like I cannot stand when people complain about their situation but aren't doing anything to change it. I love it because I know there will always be those losers that I can use as stepping stones to get ahead <laughs> as motivation to improve myself. <laughs> yeah. It's <an> entirely <laughs> negative and cynical like way to think about it but it's so often do I see people just like boo-hoo and poor me and have these pity parties for fucking years sometimes and they just aren't doing like the simple basic take care of yourself life shit and it's like "Mm, I used to do that and it got me nowhere and then I started doing things and it got me somewhere I really wanted to be and I really like where I'm going or at least I think I'm going and where I'm at so 
why would I ever go back to that? Where it was like, you almost get comfortable in your stagnance. Yeah. So, and it, some it, people are. That's the thing. Like, it's... Misery loves company. And if you accompany yourself in this misery and you validate it through however way you can, it it could be kind of like a bad drug you're addicted to. And you don't even know what better highs you could have but not being in that. Yeah, and it's it's kind of interesting that you like mention kind of seeing my progression through social media because mm-hmm. I actually remember when you started making all these changes. <laughs> oh yeah, and like that's exciting. You know when you started like working out mm-hmm. and like going and doing uh, whatever that. You and Kylie would like go to that gym. Yeah, we and, yeah, like, she's at the gym right now. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I. Yep, I just follow you guys on social That's media, cool. but like I I noticed the shift. Like it wasn't just like Dallas online talking mm-hmm. shit to people. It and still just, is, but there's like, a be, like, and you can tell when someone's not happy. And I'm not saying specifically like you seemed unhappy. I looking back, I can see how I might have been unhappy or but, a lesser quality of life at least. Yeah, and like so, I just kind of. And you're just one of the people I've noticed that with. Mm-hmm. It's like... Yeah, no, you can fucking say whatever you want about what you saw about me. Don't worry about hurting my feelings. Well, oh, just, no, you know I'm I mean? not worried about that at all. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. It's just really cool to see that. And so, you know, I know that I can't change someone's mind just by being like, hey, you should go to school. But, yeah. like, there's people I know that I've talked to you about you know, their situation. Some people talk to me like I'm a therapist because they know I'm going to school now, but yeah, it'd be a great way to kind of like facilitate some sort of experience you can use in. I don't want to be a therapist. I hate the long term. Okay. There you go. (laughs) Never mind. I want to be a researcher, but that's That's a whole nother story. But so I'll just talk to people and it's like, well, I want to go back to school, but I can't because X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm like well there's resources you know if you're a single parent like the state will pay for you to go to school and give you extra money like there's ways to do it Mm -hmm. and even if it's taking one class at a time online during your night job like it's there's ways to do it and even Well, yeah, if you want to do something like there's no, I I learned that just because something's difficult doesn't mean I shouldn't try it. And it, I'm kind of really bad about that because I was like, fuck, I need to do difficult things. Like something, yeah, like something I've been putting off is going and trying to join Paragon in Santa Maria. I'm going to have to harass you into following through with that now. With what this or with this? Paragon? Yeah, no, like, hey, fucking, I'm like, harassing myself because like I'm kind of chicken shit until Why? I go over there. Um, because the I don't know, it's just like first of all, it's a commitment. It's expensive to join a jujitsu academy, and I'm going where people can kill me, and I had a certain amount of experience, and I know I'm going in with that. And it's only going to get me so far. And aren't you there to learn? Exactly. But, and I'm all, I'm all, it's just like, I'm intimidated. I follow all these people that are on 
Instagram that go there and are instructors there, professors there, so to speak. That's what they call black belts. It's mm-hmm. professors. I don't know if they call them there at that academy, but in jujitsu, that's what they call them. And I see them going to like competitions. And then there's this kid that like used to be like kind of a bully to me in junior high. He goes to one of the Paragons. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to see that guy. And I was thinking about like, how damn, like not only was he like ready to kick my ass in junior high, he probably can now still. So hold on. <laughs> yeah. So let's boil it down. Yeah. So Ooh, fin- finances. Okay. Mm-hmm. Switch. That's understandable. Yeah. Um, and then. But like I really want to do this. It shouldn't be about like I should be able to spend money on something that is going to be helpful to me. And it's also something I want to do. And I can cut corners financially with other things that I, you know, maybe like go without something that I'm being too indulgent about. And then I can do this and it'll help, you know? Maybe that can be your next discipline exercise. Yeah, exactly. But then, okay, seeing all the professors and the Mm -hmm. people that go there now, Mm -hmm. like what about that is intimidating to you? Or why does that... These people are bad motherfuckers, dude. They're fucking have cauliflower ears and they can, they don't have a, I don't know. Did they walk in there like that? I don't know. They didn't. They started somewhere. I know they did. I don't know. It's just so weird. And another strange little thing that's kind of odd about jujitsu is um, there's kind of like a lot of conservative uh, people in jujitsu and like cops in jujitsu. And that goes like so against my like liberal like head space that I sometimes inhabitate, inhabit. And I was like, so that's kind of funny because that's like, rather microscopic hang up because i'm not so leftist anymore but like it still is like a part of like oh geez i don't want to be around these people that are like that too and it but i know that in jujitsu like that does not matter and it's never a point but or like there's this guy jeff glover he has um an academy in galita and he is he could literally murder me and I literally do not agree with him on about maybe anything, maybe a couple things. And it's just like terrifying. It's like really intimidating because it's like fucking if I say something someone doesn't like or he doesn't agree with me, that's his call. <laughs> well, is that the kind of like in that context of going to that academy? Mm-hmm. Is that something that you think you would encounter? Um, Maybe. I've heard some unsavory things about going, well, not to Paragon. How, like, how likely is it? I don't know. Maybe not that likely. Okay. So you have to start somewhere. Dude, when I think about it, my dick just shrivels up. I tell you what, my balls get all small. It's horrible. Well, why? Okay. Another way of looking at it too. Sorry. I'm not like trying to. No, do it. But... I know exactly what you're going to say. Cause I was just thinking, I was like, here, here we go. <laughs> like, if you look at those, we call them barriers, uh-huh. like what, why do you want to go? What would, what is going to get you in the door? Um, I guess being like financially stable enough to do so is a huge part of it because it's expensive. It's a big expense. I, the only reason I'm like comfortable in the summer right now is because my car insurance doesn't 
they only do nine months out of the year hmm. that they charge you for. And then three months you don't. And I have bigger car insurance payments that way. But I was like, oh, I could just go like next paycheck. I'll just go and do it. And I don't know. I guess it's so weird. So why I do you want to go? Be, like be, what What about it is appealing to you? Because every time I'd leave jujitsu when I did it in solving, I would drive home in tears happy tears just like release tears could you go back there where you were doing it before um yeah but they don't really have like the same kind of uh infrastructure as far as far as jujitsu specifically is you know if i want to go there for boxing or kickboxing or um like wrestling it'd probably be a better thing to do and i'd still go there for powerlifting because i'm still on their powerlifting team okay so you specifically um, want to go to Paragon for jujitsu? Well, yeah, because I think it's like the most credible place around here for jujitsu. Has a great reputation. Um, one of the people I used to roll with in um, solving goes there now, and I'm just like, and he got his blue belt, which is a huge deal. So there's only five belts in jujitsu. Mm-hmm. It's a like ten, twenty year commitment to like get to a black belt like minimum 10 years to get a black belt in something it's and you it's a fan it's like the martial art that works is that an important goal for you is that something that you could really have buy into i think so yeah like because i fucking i started jujitsu the day after my brother-in-law was murdered okay i think i yeah i think i've heard you talk about this before not even the day after but like he was murdered Saturday night and that Monday afternoon I was in jujitsu. And at one point someone was kind of strangling me the same way that he was killed. Mm-hmm. And I had this big fucking panic attack. And I was like, this is how he was killed. This is, I don't ever want to be in this position where someone can kill me. He was in that position. He used to be into mixed martial arts. And he was drunk, and I don't know the whole details of the story because, mm. like, it honestly makes me sick to my stomach to think about. Yeah. And I can't read, and it's like, I, I want to be able to have every bit of personal safety and defense that I can. So something like that never happens to me or a loved one ever again. And so that was your motivation to get into it in the first place. I mean, the first place I always wanted to because Anthony Bourdain did mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu and I found him through Joe Rogan, who is jiu-jitsu black belt himself and, you know, commentator for the UFC. And that is where jiu-jitsu kind of broke onto the world as the first UFC. You know, there's a bunch of boxers and wrestlers and people. And then there's this tiny, like smaller Brazilian dude in a fucking jiu-jitsu key and he won just strangling bitches. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just strangling everyone. And like a lot of my heroes do it. And once I was in it and I found, oh, like I can walk around anywhere and feel great. It's a, it's like a great drug walking around because you, people don't realize when they walk around, there's a certain personal sense of insecurity that they have. That's just kind of always going on. They're always like someone could fucking fuck me up like in the back of their head deep down there whether they are conscious of it or not there's always that thought of like i could get my ass kicked but and like when you're in jujitsu you're like 
I could kick everyone's ass, kind of. And it's or like yeah, yeah. it's not it's not like that. Like I, I don't think I don't like size people up. Think I could fucking take him. I think I'm comfortable per, in personal safety because like I can defend myself to a degree now, and that's really like you really feel it. Because there's bullshit self-defense classes and women's self-defense classes that are oh God, not yeah. going to get anyone anywhere but killed. Mm-hmm. There's constant videos of jujitsu people making fun of these things. Just about horrible self-defense seminars and things that just... That's why I carry like knives and pepper yeah, spray. Yeah, like, things I'll like that. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> if you can't get to that, like you only have yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always carry knives around me and on me and it I've only had to pull one out once ever. And you know, I don't want to be in that position. That's horrible. Like someone got stabbed right outside my garage, you know. Mm-hmm. Actually twice. Two different people. That doesn't surprise Two different me. times. Yeah, I I know. I live in a bad neighborhood. But um like when I went to high school, I fucking was walking into the bathroom, got a phone call from my girlfriend at the time, turned around and was on the phone with her. And there was someone getting stabbed in the bathroom. And I was just like barely not walking into the bathroom. I was like, oh, the shit, that could have been me in there. Can't do shit about a knife. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, so. To a okay. degree you can. But. Okay. Well, bring, bringing it back. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah. No, little, no, little it's tangent. fine. No, it's fine. Um, so are, are all of those things that maybe during your downtime where you're thinking mm-hmm. about how you can improve your life. Yeah. You know, is that It's always on the forefront. So it's a big thing. So it's is it at this point something that you're seriously considering and thinking about all the time or is it just something kind of in the back? No, it's like I'm it's like the days are counting down before I finally go in there. And I know once I go in there I'm just going to be like, "Why are you being such a chicken shit?" It always happens always happens to me i am such a big procrastinator procrastinator like it took me forever to go on stage do comedy and now i again i'm having the same thing where i'm like fuck i need to go back and do it again but like i just make all these excuses for myself where i'm like nah it slows far i can't afford gas i have a gas guzzler you know to go do five minutes of comedy and open mic somewhere even though like that's important like in jujitsu you don't get better at jujitsu if you don't go you don't get better at comedy if you don't go so I'm like, fuck. But now I got signed up for, uh, I have a set on the 2nd of August now. So Ugh, pretty sure it's going to be at the beach. So I better sharpen my um, writing, my joke writing right now. So I'll I'll leave it alone at this point. Yeah. But just, I mean. No, you can pick at the fucking scab all you want. Oh, yeah. I'm totally <laughs> like. You're like, no, I'm bored of it. I'll stop. No, no, no. <laughs> we, we can keep talking about this. Well, okay. Just, I mean, I guess you can. All I'm saying is that if you go in and do it and really just kind of, I hate people that are like, like, just stay positive, like it's bullshit, but really, at least when it comes to- positively negative about things, okay? Okay, I'm a very negative person. I could tell you the whole, like the bad thing about pretty much any situation. Nice, good for you. You know, when it comes it's a superpower, it's like a villain's superpower. It totally you gotta be careful is. with that thing because you can destroy some things. Yes, That's exactly how that is. But fucking boom, hot take, hot take, exactly how that is. What's up? But if you just think about it, like you know, 
if you go in and do it, you won't have this like constant anxiety about going in and doing it. That's so true. Like once you do it, then it's like, oh, it's it, over. Nothing murders anxiety better than this. Exposure. It's, it's so, no, like, like specifically jujitsu, like exposure for sure. But this is like taking your anxiety and breaking its neck. It's amazing. It's so good for your like physical health, mental health. I have these old photos of when I was working at the factory and I was going to jujitsu every day after work. I'd work 10 hour days and then I'd go to jujitsu and then I'd come home fucking exhausted. And I looked good. I was like, fuck, I want to get back to that. The fucking, the neck was at its supreme <laughs> fucking peak neck. Yeah, peak neck. It was great. Uh, oh, just man. think about those things, like why it would be beneficial for you to do it and not be like well fuck well i can't afford it it's scared of these people well also a big part is like quitting jujitsu people they make fun of like blue belts like that's the second belt that's once you're no longer a white belt you are now like a jujitsu player you are a blue belt there's a lot of credibility to it but a big part of it's like oh you quit like blue belts quit they get their belt and they go ha bye and that's it and they never go back and it's uh <laughs> i'm afraid of that too because I, but I'm also afraid of like, what if I never get my fucking blue belt? Cause some people stay that sh- stay at like a blue belt for like six years or purple belt, which is the next one for like six years. It's like, that's a long time to do something and not progress. You know what I mean? Like, do you think about, think about something you've done for a long time and still suck at? And you're like, if I just spent a little more time doing it, I could be a lot farther ahead. And then you see someone who is, ahead at something and you compare yourself to them comparison is obviously the death of happiness and this is a big part of it is like where i'm like fuck this person has whatever thing whatever good formula working out for them to where they can do that and now i have to like compare my situation to get there and it's like fuck i don't think i should do that i i have something like that um so I in school I played sports. Mm-hmm. What sports did you play? Uh, so I did soccer, and I was also on the track and field team. I was a thrower. Okay, so no real sports. <laughs> okay, excuse me. Throwing is an Olympic sport. Yeah. Um. So is fucking like <laughs> skeet shooting. Okay. Okay. It's fucking hard. It I know. I believe, I'm, doing, I'm just. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> I know, but so I. Th- did shot put and discus every season from seventh grade up through my sophomore year and then my junior year I skipped and by my sophomore year I was pretty good like Mm -hmm. I was placing pretty high in these like like invitationals and all this stuff like I wasn't the best Mm -hmm. but I took junior year off that's when I was fucking off and Mm -hmm. you know being a teenager being a teenager that's what we call it and yeah and then my senior year i went back and just everything i had built up to fucking gone gone but so my sophomore year this girl in my class started throwing that was Mm -hmm. her first season ever and you were already better than her in sophomore year of course yes so you're like okay bitch whatever but white belt so by my senior year she was like our top thrower like she was she was practicing during the off season kill you she 
actually went on to get a scholarship, like a full ride scholarship to college. <laughs> fucking bitch. But I was How like, dare her? Wow. Like, How I could have done that. And I, I find myself like, or I, not anymore because I don't give a shit. But like, I've, I had found myself like, wow, like, I probably could have achieved that if I just like stuck with it. Yeah. And. I don't know. Now it's like... Isn't it weird? You don't even realize you're making a bad decision sometimes, and you're in the process of making it, and it's too late like that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that suck? It does suck. But fortunately, none of them are life or death, at least as far as my situation. It's true. But, Good point. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to check in with you in one week. <laughs> Damn, a week from now, next Tuesday, cunt. See you next Tuesday, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Um, I wasn't just calling you cunt, but it kind of was. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't so, be the first person. Oh, I don't know if I've ever really deliberately to a lady's face called her a cunt. I have. But you're a woman. It's not funny. It's 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 like if I called a dude a fag or an asshole. People are normal. still very offended by it. Like, can you, well, think about this. People have only gotten more offended by words and cunt has always been offensive. It's my favorite, favorite curse word. Dude. Like that hard, like. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. It's, it's not even like my favorite cuss word. It's like, it's so natural to me now. I can't imagine not saying cunt. I say it a lot, but it's, I always make sure it's very deliberate. Oh, like it's, it's so not casual just... to me. I was like, oh, this cunt fucker over here is just being. But I feel like that doesn't like cut as much. I don't want to. I'm not interested in being. It's like, it's just oh, a good I want word. to destroy people oh, if I'm talking man. shit to them like that. I like calling, like call a man a cunt. He'll fucking, he's like, what? It's like calling a lady a faggot. Like you ever like, do it, that? It's, wait, no, I don't. <laughs> exactly. It's fucking they're they they do not know what to think. Do you fucking get it? I don't I don't call ladies faggot, but you know what I mean? Like where you can't oh man. I'd like never even thought yeah. to call like it's like the, I'm just comparing the two. I don't I don't think I've ever gone around calling a lady a fag or anything, but um it's almost like saying this this is where it gets funny to me. Um it's like calling a white guy the N word. Mm-hmm. That's the only word like I can't just like flat out say because yeah. it's like that's a that's a that's, that's a, a word one. my whole life that's been we danced around that one you can't just say it it is bad and I think it really matters about intent and yeah definitely that intent. word is never said without bad intent with a hard R so you can't just casually say it like I could say I'll oh, fucking cunt bitch shit cocksucker whatever motherfucker and it's like none of that was directed at someone or devi- divisive to someone because of their something they can't change you yeah. can change being a cunt you can change being a motherfucker you can change being a piece of shit you can change being an asshole you know that's why that and that's where like there's the, what you know what bridges that gap too is the other effort fag faggot you know that totally like you can't call someone that but you kind of can like because we don't say f word as much as you we say n word people still say f word you know yeah i hear that but you can call someone that that isn't gay and it's still just like a like aggressive word it's kind of interesting 
because like I can't call you the n-word it wouldn't make sense you'd be like what the fuck like, why are you saying that that doesn't make sense but if I'm like Claire you're being a faggot you'd be like well how fuck you. dare you yeah like how dare you or if I was like you're being an asshole he'd be like how dare you you know it's yeah. kind of it's kind of like a little in-between word I don't call people that word though I don't go around calling people that word Although I was driving, or I was pass- in the passenger seat recently while Kylie was driving, and I was just mad. And I was like, God, this fucking faggot up here won't fucking go. And I was like, and Kylie was like, looked at me, she's like, excuse me, because it was like, we don't say that word like that. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like an old style. Well, so. I've probably said that word so many times just now. If you had a fucking clicker <laughs> like asshole, just I'm getting canceled in the future so hard right now. People are it's like finding an old tweet. It actually it shouldn't matter because I want to be a comedian and you can't really be. Oh, my God. I can't even I can't even tell you. You're getting so worked up right now. <laughs> I am. Yes. Really? It seems like you it. should see when I'm here by myself. That's worked <laughs> up. I'm pretty relaxed right now. Well, I thought good. I was just I'm I'm I did go on a tangent there. You're you're passionate about what you're talking about, I guess. Ugh. <laughs> so Lame. so in my work, it's kind of funny like we're taught to be very sensitive like with our words and it's called mm-hmm. like cultural competency. And mm-hmm. it's just so funny now cuz when I'm not at work, it's like that's gone. Just gone. <laughs> it's like when it's forced on you, you leave it at work. You know, that's like when I leave work from like Starbucks, I'm not nice anymore. I'm like the fake nice is gone. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely more aware. Like when Mm -hmm. people say. I think that's good. Yeah. You can't. Different things like that. You can't walk around always being the same level of ignorance. So I think it's important to like know, like, you know, times change. They used to say the N word a lot. (laughs) They now it's a big fucking deal and you don't say that anymore so no no you know and same thing that's kind of how the f word's going and that's totally fine like yeah i'm just i don't know that's how the r word's going the retard word but i'm just so surprised when people say that because i'm like you couldn't like pick something a little better like which retard or faggot either one i feel like there's more like they're so powerful in the way it's how you say cunt and you're like oh it really cuts yeah. deep it's it tastes the same okay that's how it is i would never use the f word directed at someone who's homosexual and be hateful towards them because of that and hurl that at them that wouldn't be okay i could i have a gay brother and i couldn't like look him in the face and like talk to him knowing i did yeah. that it wouldn't be okay you know what i mean okay because yeah, it, it would make me feel bad if I you I you like we just saw this comedian he was talking about uh retard and he's like I'm from I was born in the 1900s like retard's here to stay like I'm not abandoning it you know what I mean like it still means what it means I would never call a mentally disabled person retarded but my friend who did some dumb shit fucking retard you know and it's like oh there you go all right yeah I I see where you're coming from but they're like I think there's a time and a place for words and it is like you said you couldn't think of something better to say I I think it's good that's a good exercise and discipline when you're like maybe there's another word I can use to be hurtful yeah (laughs) but you see where it's like you're just (laughs) you're just fucking a terrible person (laughs) no you're not a terrible person you're literally just pontificating about how to be terrible in other ways when it's like 
ah, this classic way to do it's just fine well because like you also have to remember <laughs> i have a th- well a three-year-old that repeats a lot of things yeah what's the craziest thing he's repeated Well, my dad, my dad says fuck like a lot. Oh no, he's said oh shit before, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's normal <laughs> for those kids. But still, it's like okay. My first cuss word was cocksucker. First, I remember my brother and sister were calling each other cocksucker, and I was like pissed at them or something, and I said it right in front of my mom. But they were all cracking up because they're like, I can't well, because this little funny. kid just said cocksucker. Oh, it's so funny when little kids say like yeah. say crazy it's shit. Hilarious. But, but if I was sixteen and I was in line at Starbucks and I was like fucking cocksucker, it would be like, who the hell are you yeah. think you are, you little bastard? It's no longer funny. Yeah. Uh, so I have to like, if I'm yeah. gonna say something, I have to really. How would you? Well, give me an example of like how you're being culturally competent i just have to not you like so say there's a chinese person there oh we don't know and there no what no okay (laughs) no No. and he is you know being all chinese i can't chinesey You can't be sitting there like, well, Han, if you stop being chinky, this thing could go over a lot better. You wouldn't be so sad. You can't say things like that, right? That's being cultural, culturally incompetent. <laughs> We're done. We're done about talking this. about this. <laughs> I'll tell you why later. But I just, I all can't. Right, all right, all right. Well, I got to write chinky down now. Great. <laughs> Also, sorry to any of my uh, Asian friends that were just offended. There's a billion of you. I'll find the ones that aren't offended next time. My bad. Oh. I'm just kidding, guys. Sorry, I'm such an asshole. <laughs> oh. Anything else you want to go over? Let's, let's see. Let's all right. See. All right. See. All right. Don't read it aloud, but you can like peek at it point to something if you're curious about it oh a lot of dead space she's reading yeah she's reading where where i just you like wrote. added a lot of notes <laughs> yeah yeah i did add things along there because i wanted to either come back to them or reference them or i don't even know why just being a good like note taker okay changed kind of helped my life a lot so this is a good exercise in doing that. How about you? You have there's a couple of things. On okay, here, but um, let's. Did we go over? Did we go over that? Yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How about let's talk about math. Uh, I knew you were gonna pick that, and I'm glad. Yeah. Matt, as you guys who are avid listeners like Clara herself here know that my friend Matt Diaz was tragically killed, hit by a car in January of this year. And just one of the first real personal losses I've taken in the friendship realm. And me and Clara both knew Matt, both friends with Matt. And it's one of those degrees of separation or degree of connection, really, that um, I have with you. And I just knew that in one way or another, we'd inevitably 
maybe bring him up or him and KK or something up or, you know, just through, cause like the, the punk connection really, like he was like one of my, um, like a big inspiration. Like I always thought he was way cooler than me. And I was like, how is this little fucking kid so much cooler than me? He's, you know, like usually you look up to people, I'm looking down and this fucker is a way cooler than me, way punker. And just like, made me look like nothing compared you know i was like fuck he is the best fucking badass attitude billy badass thing about him and we we went to high school together and well we went to elementary school together we went to elementary school and high school together and junior high for a month we went to lopez together oh okay i was like no you did i was like (laughs) i never saw you yeah right yeah (laughs) you know how old are you I'm, I'll be 26 next month. Oh, okay. So you're not much older than me. Okay. <sighs> I just turned 24, so. Baby. Baby, I guess. I'm almost fully developed. Okay. My boobs are coming in, though. Nicely. I squeezed my boob today, and I was like, that's a boob. I have a, a booby. There's a man breast there. Not a even muscle tissue. Yeah. Fucking, I was like, oh, I gotta fucking. Anyways, um, he used to walk the certain way i call it the shank walk he'd walk very quickly and deliberately with his arms straight at his side and it looked like he was walking in the prison yard to go up to shank someone and i started walking like that for a long time after that because of him well after had having moved away that's funny because i can picture him walking like that too yeah but yeah i He was a badass little kid. He was like the epitome of cool to me. I did not like him when I first met him. That's right. Well, because he was dating my little sister. And I was like, you little shit. Yeah. But it was kind of funny because the, you know, the more he hung out around our family and I got to know like Mm -hmm. him and now basically his entire family. Yeah. Um, I was like, no, he's, he's a good kid. Like a teenager at the time but yeah um like he may have done some unsavory things but he had a good head on his shoulders yeah and i didn't i never thought he would do something malicious he's not wasn't really that kind of person yeah and like i don't know i i enjoyed that he was a good sport like it's kind of funny because you know he would always tag along with kk to like family stuff and Mm -hmm. of course like you haven't met my mom but she's really like okay guys like we're gonna do this and Mm -hmm. like uh we went very american portrait yes but no yes but no like we'd go we all went together down to screeching weasel Uh uh-huh oh man he told me about going there (laughs) but beforehand we like went to all these cemeteries down there Mm -hmm. and like my mom was like all right so we're gonna take a picture with this headstone (laughs) and like just all this stuff and it's like you look at the pictures and he just look you know the matte face just like (laughs) but like he was there like he still did it like i i enjoyed that definitely fuck yeah but it was it was really strange because like when i found out about the accident like um Cheyenne had posted something online that was like super vague mm-hmm. and I was like something's wrong yeah. and so I like hit her up 
and she told me what had happened and I was like oh whoa yeah and it was so weird because I had like just seen him like a couple days before like yeah. just skating down the street yeah. you know and it was weird because like I hadn't before that I hadn't thought of him hadn't seen him in a long time mm. Um, I talked about him a little bit because it turns out that my supervisor at work is actually one of his cousins. Oh, wow. Small um, old man. Yeah. So, and that was hard too, like going to work after that because like both of us were just like, fuck. The, like, yeah. The morning after um, Kylie told me she found out on Facebook mm-hmm. and when I'm around her, I try not to be on my phone. So mm-hmm. I wasn't even looking. And she had to tell me. And at first she was like, Matt Diaz died. And I was like, Matt Diaz. And I was like, who's Matt? And I was like, hmm, I only know one Matt Diaz. My entire life, virtually. I thought maybe he had killed himself. Mm-hmm. It was my first thought. I was like, oh, shit. And... I went, walked her to her car. She had to go to work. I had to go to work. And then I got my car and I was on my way to work. And I just broke down in tears, just bawling my eyes. I had to call, I pulled up to Starbucks and was parked across the street and I had to call and said, I'm sorry, my friend died. I can't come into work right now. Because mm-hmm. I, I was just in no condition. I was just devastated. Yeah, because she told me very soon after, like, oh, he was hit by a car. Looks mm-hmm. like he was hit by a car. I was like, that someone took him from us. It wasn't, or something took him from us. It wasn't, you know, something that he did himself. Yeah. So it made it all the more like tragic. I yeah, and I feel like when that those kinds of things happen, it's like it hurts a little more. That definitely stings a little more. Um. Yeah, I ended up having to be the one to tell KK. And, like, that... I don't know why or how, but I always seem to be one of the first people that finds out someone died. Yeah. And I always am the person to have to tell, like, a significant person that this other person had died. Like, like... And so I was just dreading it because, you know, several years ago, I lost one of my best friends. Yeah. And I... I saw I, I saw you posting about that recently. Yeah. Every year. It's like, it's been so long now. and But every year, it's still... I still think about it a lot. But um, I told KK when she, when she had died and just... I don't know. It's it's hard. Like it's hard hearing that, but then having to be the one to deliver it. Be the one to deliver that news. Um, I accidentally told one of my friends that her ex boyfriend had died before she heard about it, oh. just by being like, "Oh, like I'm sorry to hear yeah. about this," and she's like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "Oh, fuck." Fuck. So it's weird. There's an, there's an order. You have to go down the the ladder. Yeah. And so I don't know. It just, yeah, I just, and it was hard, you know, because sorry, I'm like, (laughs) 
thinking now. Yeah. But yeah, it's well moving on though, like I think it's really cool kind of the community that's mm-hmm. come out after this like accident. Yeah, honestly. Um, like the I'll call it a shrine mm-hmm. that it's everyone's so just, cool. Like it is it's so cool. I, he's the king of Napomo for the rest of my life. That is, his, that is, that will never be associated with anything more prominently to me in my childhood than Matt and his effect on me growing up around there and him. Like that, it's a monument to me, too. Yeah. So. I haven't even been there. I've just driven by it. I've been to the wreck and I've been at all the murals, but I haven't even visited that. It's it's kind of interesting to see like the evolution of it. Mm-hmm. You know, when it first happened and it was first put up, you know, there was like a couple beers and some skateboards yeah. and a candle and just now it's this like a big skateboard cross, skateboard dude. Cross it is. And- uh, I, I only I could only hope that if anything like that were to ever happen to me, that I could have the response that he's gotten. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it biggest funeral I've ever been to. Most amount of yeah. people. There's a ton of fucking people there. You know, it. I was really surprised and not dude i saw people that i hadn't even that i forgot existed exactly i was like holy shit third grade that was you yeah i remember you now it was like oh my god well and that was the weird weird part because it's like oh like i haven't seen some of these people since high school and such a trip it and even some people i'm like i didn't even know you knew matt yeah so it like honestly yeah that was another thing i was like damn dude it's a fucking small town on the central coast yeah small world rather but so yeah i don't know if i even have any more to like say on that but i mean i'll always arrive at new conclusions emotionally about it Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things for me though was going back and going like i swear i just talked to him Mm -hmm. and i talked to him in october and it was January when he passed away. And the last thing I said to him was, oh, like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get up. I'll hang out next time. Because he was just asking me to come skate with him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't live in Napomo anymore. And it's not easy to just go drive up there. And my car was having a lot of car trouble. And I couldn't just, it was overheating. And I couldn't just take it places. So I wasn't mm-hmm. going over there. And I missed out on something to do with my friend. And it really hurt to go, fuck, I like postponed something that I can no longer actually get back to. I procrastinated and now there's no next time. Yeah. Because it was me saying like, you know, fucking maybe next time. Dude, sorry. Like, I'll, uh, he's like, yeah, for sure. And, you know, just understood. And then I didn't even, you know, you're like, of course I would have fucking gone if I knew it was the last time I might see him. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, well, I mean, it sucks, and I, you know, I know I said I didn't want to talk about this, and it's not the same, but, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the other day I took a picture of my dog with my son, and then, like, not even 24 hours later, I found her dead on the side of the road, getting gotten hit by a car, and it's like, wow, like... Things are delicate. Yeah, so you... 
you know, as cheesy as it sounds, like, you never know. And so I... I treat everyone differently than I did beforehand. Definitely. I, uh... It's strange how wise you get with loss. And it's kind of tragic that there's certain wisdom you can't have without these tragic things happening. Yeah, it's... I just look at it as like, you know, that that wisdom that comes with it. It's like, okay, you know, just try your best to treat people like you might not see them again. Not like, oh, they're going to die if I don't, you know, see them. But I mean, I have anxiety. I think those thoughts Mm -hmm. like for real. (laughs) But I always think like maybe this last time I saw that person. You never fucking know. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, I hug my mom more. Yes. I almost hug my brother now. <laughs> almost. You don't hug your brother when you're a boy. It's weird. Uh, really? You don't say I love you. It's, I don't, oh, that, you know, I when, when I'm leaving, I'm like, love you, mom. Love you, Remy. Bye, Justin. Oh. <laughs> you know, I love him with all my heart, but it's weird. And I it's wouldn't, say, yeah. I wouldn't, yeah. you know, I love you, right? Good. I have to say it like once every couple of years. We're good. Cool. They like carries me on. It's hilarious. My dad doesn't say I love you and he hangs up the phone, but I always do. And I'm like, fuck, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of, so. He does sometimes. He's not a total, total like homophobe. (laughs) Yeah, I I say bye to my parents when I leave the house Mm -hmm. and I always say bye to my son and like. I always, yeah, always say love you. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's important. I've made a point actually. Because, I mean, I've I've lost a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, close and not so close. And, you know, I've made a point, and I can honestly say I've followed through with this, but, like, I tell my son that I love him every, you know, obviously, I guess, not when he's not with me, mm-hmm. which has been, like, three weeks out of his life. But anyways, yeah. like, I tell him that I love him every single day, you know, when he wakes up. When he goes to bed mm-hmm. throughout the day, like I make sure he hears it from me at least once. Yeah. You know, cause I, th- I think that's important and you know, I don't say that to like everyone that matters to me, but I try, I try to make sure that people know that like they're important and cared about. And you know, if that's the last time I see them, you know, that was kind of a good experience. You got to have a degree of meaningful connection with someone beforehand, you know. Yeah. It sucks when, like, the last thing I said to Matt, I was like, oh, sorry, maybe next time, or I can't this time, uh, another time. And then it was like, fuck, why? Was I being dismissive? Was I not trying? Could I have gone? And I was just being lazy. Like, you think about these things. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. When, so my friend that died my senior year, her Mm -hmm. name's Jamie, Mm -hmm. and the very last time that I saw her, I didn't want to see her. Like, I didn't want to say hi. I avoided her. Um, And she came up and ended up talking to me. Like, she was drunk and trying to get Chaser off me, (laughs) and I was like, oh, fuck. But it was just, like, when I found out that she had died I was like oh like I 
kind of told her to fuck off yeah. last time I saw her and that's someone that you know was a really good friend of mine and after that I think that's when it kind of set in that it's like talk be be better to people be better to your friends yeah value my friends a lot more friends I saw there um, at the funeral you know to me Garrett and Dane and Jake and Kale and all these people that are very prominent friends in my life that I just missed having a childhood with and now I'm like having to like reconnect with them and a lot of it's this wouldn't be happening if we didn't lose Matt and it would be like a a potential or a maybe or a like best case scenario but now like I go down San Diego hang out with them that's fucking awesome go have amazing skate sessions with them and hang out in the hotel room or go over to their house and record a crunchy podcast and dude that episode was wild thank you (laughs) that was our third attempt at that episode oh man yeah it's it sucks that for a lot of these lessons you have to like lose something or someone prominent but that's life that's fucking life well, Clara Cop. Yes, Dallas Bronson. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad to have known you and have known Matt, and I'm happy that we share that connection, and I'm happy you made it over here. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad I came by. I know you a little better now. Yeah, good. I hope so. I, I know you a little better now. I feel like the idea of who you were in my head is now emboldened and now it's like now I have to fucking worry about the next thing I say to you because I'm like what are those the last fucking time I see her or she sees me don't say that I still have to drive home oh fuck (laughs) I still have to drive to work god how depressing you imagine going to work and then dying let's let's talk about one more thing okay okay yeah yeah we can talk about like all right people die goodbye <laughs> oh yeah yeah there's no change in that we can talk about something else no, but... oh you don't have anything prepared all right no no i don't okay. i'm just like i can't i can't end on this note that's yeah. are you gonna get a, a tattoo of the drunk octopus hooks on oh, you yet goodness so i've seen drunk octopus tattoos and that means no tattoo for you they look awful i just like looking at them it's, I don't think it's something that I want to get on my body. You're fine with the like, just enjoying them. In I person. have enough stupid shit tattooed on me already. Fair enough, me too. So, I yeah, yeah. Then I feel like once you have it tattooed on you, the next time you see it, you're like, well, this isn't as meaningful because I already have it on me. I see it all the time now. Yeah, and like right now, at least as far as like the octopuses, it's mm-hmm. like it's, it's, o- a, it's octopi, it's lady, octo- like fucking go take english look it up okay <laughs> either is proper okay <laughs> i've looked it up yeah no I, I i i decided to not correct people anymore um if it's like colloquial if i understand what you mean i'm not gonna correct your here or here or there or there or your you know i'll get a little annoyed but i'm not gonna correct you because i knew what you meant the intent is 
It's all about the intent. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, so, no, no drunk octopuses. I think I will enjoy seeing them when I see them and look forward to people sending me pictures of them. And, yeah, we'll keep it at that. Well, I hope to see you at your birthday. Oh, goodness. Yes, my birthday. I also hope to not see any weird old punk ex-girlfriends or old almost flames or anything that's going to make it awkward. No promises. Mm, fuck. Fucking throw me a guest list beforehand. I don't even know who's coming. Well, throw me who you invited. <laughs> I haven't invited. Well, I've talked to some people about okay. it, but... Basically, the bands Honestly, that are playing, I'm like, hey, invite people. It's your yeah. show. Like, I'll bring the birthday cake. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I'm excited. It's going to be Indiachi, Don Hooch, Suppressed Intentions. Yes. Yeah, Suppressed Intentions and The Kills. Yeah. How exciting. I'm so excited For to have birthday. The Kills come play at my house. That, I was like, The Kills? Yes. I was like, oh, is there just some, like... Like my teenage dream. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, I get the, the fucking kills. Okay. Now that I'm an adult, I realize these people are real people too. You can access them and they can access you. There's a will, there's a way. Yes. It's very strange. So August 31st at my house. All right. Well, I hope, I hope me and Kylie see you there. Yeah. Come on by. You got it. Feed you cake. Thank you so much, Claire. You're welcome. All right. Until next time, guys. This has been an episode of the Bad Etiquette Podcast. And let me go. I'm just going to go over the fucking the usual business as usual. If you like this, people, go rate, subscribe, comment, share, DM me anything. Talk to me. If you have any questions, comments, interview potentials, anything like that, badetiquettepodcast at gmail.com or find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, you know. If you and if you like to support the Bad Etiquette Podcast, I have a PayPal and it's not cheap sometimes. And sometimes I need to afford things and I can't. So go ahead, don't donate to that. Um, I've had a total of, you know, uh, no one. So that's fine. And uh, fucking see, see you next Tuesday. Bye.